Warning, the following episode of Orsini's Uncensored Mind contains explicit language and adult content. The thoughts and opinions stated on the show are reflective of A.J. Orsini and his guests exclusively. But seriously, guys, the show's called Uncensored. If you got a problem with bad language, I really don't give a shit. Specifically the same exact mothers. I am AJ Orsini, and I'm joined yet again in the in the passenger seat here is to see Dave. Dave, mm-hmm. every time I hear that question mark, I just giggle a little inside. What question? Oh, like, yeah. Yes, you hear Dave? the question mark in her voice? Yeah. <laughs> Dave? The uncertainty. That's, I get it. That's, I get it. That's because, I was going to say, when we first did that, it was funny. Now it's becoming all too real. Um, yeah. It's, <laughs> listen, man. Sometimes you can just talk things into existence, and I think that's what she did. <laughs> she willed it to happen. Oh, boy. I, bro. What a week! Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, kinda. Sure, <laughs> kind of a week. Depends on it depends on how you perceive it. Really. <laughs> well, from what I heard, uh, we'll, we'll start with you though. I mean, from what I just heard before we went on the air here, it appears you have been quote, and this is coming from the wife, been busting your ass all week. I know, right? I believe it's the don't, exact word. My name and that sentence usually don't go hand in uh, hand. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Oh man, what kind of week have you, are we talking about for you here, soon to be dad? What's going on? Uh, I'm just putting a lot of stuff together, chasing around the male people with my stuff that I've been waiting for. Wow. I was supposed to, we weren't really supposed to get anything until uh, next week, but for whatever reason, everything lined up on the same day. So we got a bunch of shit like the decals and stuff we want to put on the wall. We painted the oh, wall snap. and all that stuff like that. Uh, it all actually came yesterday. The crib apparently came yesterday, but we live in an apartment where you need to you need a key swab, and the male people aren't allowed to leave it on the outside anymore. They all got killed for that. <clears throat> so um, apparently the weekend guy doesn't have a key fob, but all the other guys do. Mm. So he kept taking our crib with him. So, so he came early. I called them said, yo, just tell him to call me anything i don't like give me the new york whistle oh. at the window bro hit it with the year out the window yeah, <laughs> Yo, give me something bro i'll come I'll, i will come downstairs because it was literally the la- somewhat of like the last big piece because everything going on the wall was going around that oh yeah <clears throat> so That's he came back piece. apparently but again didn't call me he didn't do anything because he's a jack he wagon sat, he sat there for a few minutes and then just left because he couldn't get in the building he's not allowed to leave it outside so 
I was supposed to have that, but aside from that, just cleaning up, getting things ready, moving things around, throwing stuff out, and then on top of just already working is uh, kind of exhausting. Oh. But we're doing all right now. Things are things are looking pretty good. We got our section all picked out. Everything's looking nice already, so can't complain. Hmm. There you go, and you managed to fit in some wrestling in the middle of all of that. Uh, that was the first time in a very, very long. You know, what? I'm starting to find myself. This is two years in a row now that I've actually sat there on the couch and did nothing else. You know how I watch TV. Yeah. I watch TV on the side. <laughs> yeah. I it's actually a byproduct of whatever it is you're actually doing. <laughs> I, exactly. And, and I've grown to be able to pay attention from doing that because I've just been doing that so long. Nah, this, I, both, both uh, days I was actually on the couch with it on watching the whole thing full attention. So. I know it's starting to become a tradition. Yeah, man, starting to become a tradition, or, or at least the return of a tradition, because it's something that we did used to do when we were kids. Yeah, but even then, I had the N sixty four on on the side, <laughs> or the little TV on the ground. Yeah, the little TV over. on the floor to the side. Yeah, I always had a little TV. You know what? For a kid, I don't know where I get these TVs. Well, I just always had TVs. Yeah. And it's mobile it. ones, like ones that you can take yeah, over. Before. Define mobile. They were pretty big for the time, they and were, I would but just you, carry them. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, before the age where we could just take a laptop in our back pocket and go somewhere, you were lugging actual televisions. Absolutely. To wherever you needed to go, because the game is not going to play itself. No, 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 no. And time is money. You know, I play <laughs> MMOs. Like, I, I don't have time to waste. Like, you're cool, <laughs> but I can't go a day without grinding or I'm yeah. just going to fall behind. Yeah. So uh, on on, uh, on my end here, I would like to take, to take the time to thank all those who came to the House of O for WrestleMania Night One. Uh, we How have bad done. Go? We have not done uh, a WrestleMania party in my home for forever, for obvious reasons. <laughs> and yeah. uh, it went well. It went well. I had a lot of last minute cancellations, but that's the norm. Whenever you whenever you invite anybody anywhere, that's the norm. Eventually, everyone wakes up that morning and decides, you know what? I can't make it. So, I think that was always the norm, but social pressure always pushed people yeah. to go. And now they, everyone has that out. They wake up and they're just like, <laughs> ah. Fuck it. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that's why I always over-invite. My wife goes, oh, how did you invite like 12 people? Trust me, four are coming. And I think that was the exact number, actually, because, no, it was actually more than four. So I wanted to, Joe came, uh, his wife wasn't able to make it, Joe Pombo, who was on the round Joe, table. Uh, when I saw Joe there, and as I was watching this, and I, we'll, we'll get, I'll, I'll make this point a little bit better. I feel like this WrestleMania was very different, but not only was it very different, I feel like it was very successful in it being different and i feel like joe would have been a great person to watch that with yeah he missed uh because his wife was sick like i said his wife was not feeling well uh he missed like the first three matches uh he didn't get he got there just in time for like basically the second half of night one so i mean i would have loved to have been joking around with him the whole time but you know uh brandon came nice haven't seen him in a while came with the beautiful the mighty alicia they came Ooh, so that was the good. dynamic duo, the huh? Dynamic duo. Uh, the the girl, nerd, the power nerd couple. Yes, I'm gonna bring this up later as to illustrate a point. But my other family members came. My two sisters and my mom were oh. were were here as well. Yeah, 
they showed up because my brother's, you know, he's into his own shit. So it is what it is. <laughs> your brother is broke as hell and can't pay tolls. That's what your brother is. <laughs> if that was the issue, you should have said something then because you'd have got a you'd have got a, 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 a money in your pocket right then and there. Yeah, we were thinking about. I woke up especially after that round table. It's like fuck. I want to. I kind of want to go, but. <laughs> <laughs> it, well, it's not just that either. Again, like I said, it's I have to consider are, sleep now. Yes. Like I, I never did before. You know that I yeah. would do crazy shit like drive your house at three in the morning. But I have to consider sleep now, <laughs> or I'm fucked. <laughs> so, Otherwise, weeks like this week don't happen. Ab- absolutely true. Very true. <laughs> so yeah, so that was an interesting day, and then the next day we kind of took it easy. Uh, that's where we're going to start with this because <laughs> I wanted to bring this up as a point. The two nights, right? So it's 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 a little cumbersome, if I can put a fine point. On. Like, I got I had the party, we're eating, we're drinking, we're having a great time. Night one ended the way that it did, and we'll get to that. You kind of got it all out. The next day, I'm gonna be honest with you, it didn't even feel like a WrestleMania day. I actually like for a, for a fleeting moment there, kind of forgot there was a second fucking part to it. <clears throat> So you weren't excited for it? I, I was. As we got closer, I started getting juiced. But Saturday, I was juiced all day. I was like, I was ready for it. Maybe the party had something to do with that. But I was just, I was in it. I actually watched the pre-show night one. I didn't watch the pre-show for night two. Uh, and I, I was just, I don't know. I just, the second night, we did that last year. Last year in Tampa, they had two nights. I... Probably was more excited last year because I, a I was there, but b I was only there for night two. So it, I I got to witness night one basically from the hotel room. And right, you had your night one hype, and yeah. then your night two hype was night, because you were going right exactly. So I wasn't watching from home. This was my first time doing the two nights from home. From home, and it's not. It's not the same. I don't know how to really put a fine. It was so weird. Maybe because night one, and I don't know how you feel about this. Maybe you can chime in here with that. I felt like night one was far superior than night two. I don't know. Night two to me kind of fell off a little bit. What did you think? Which which one was the better of the two nights? I think they were both consistently really good, and we'll get into that as time okay. as we talk about it, but... Again, it plays into something different that I've noticed, and we'll we'll go from there. I thought they were both great, though. You personally. thought they were both great. Okay. I thought they were both great. It really felt like everything we pointed out that they really needed to do to make this work, it sounds like they were, like, listening. <laughs> it feels like they did almost everything we were talking well, about. I mean, we made... You know, sometimes that happens when we do the roundtables. I, I, can, I can vouch for the fact that it's happened a few times. But nine times out of ten... Whenever we have people on the round table, it's usually people who have been either watching this for forever or in, or are in the business, and they're just making the next logical steps. Right. And I feel like this time around, and I think the biggest example of that, and again, we'll get into it. We're teasing right now a lot of different things, but Knoxville and Sami Zayn. That was the most controversial of the weekend, but it shouldn't have been. We said exactly what it was going to be. We well, you guys show. sold that to me because it was to me, right? Right, yeah. Like, you know me. I'm anti. I, I've become, I don't, and I have no clue how because I'm the. I'm usually the opposite. I've become somewhat anti-nostalgia. I just yeah. hate it because it just never feels the same. Yeah. Boy, oh, boy, did they play on that string this whole WrestleMania, and yep. I just feel like it worked. It yep. just fucking worked. 
Yep, and and so. and the nostalgia angle is something that we'll discuss when we wrap everything up. Because I'd rather talk about each. I'll we'll talk about each thing, and then I because I got a major nostalgia point for that, and it may be a cause for concern. So we, mm-hmm. we'll we'll get to all that. But let's let's stop beating around the bush and get right into this. It's fourteen matches yeah, that we, gotta we got to talk. We about, got so a lot to talk. We about, got a road so. to hoe here. So why yeah. don't we go ahead? Um, I, I did mention the pre-show earlier. I don't. Did you get a chance to catch any of the pre-shows? Uh, I did not do any okay. pre-show. I was literally working, not work, work, but doing stuff in the house yeah. up until the moment the first there, match started. There was absolutely no reason to watch that fucking pre-show. Uh, I, I had it on in the house while I was finishing up different things. You know, I had a party happening, right? So I got people coming yeah. still. So I'm doing things in the house. I'm cleaning up the kitchen. I'm putting this here. I got the chicken out. I got, you know, we're putting food out. We got the beer on ice. You know, we're doing things. It's on in the background. And about, it's a two-hour pre-show. And about an hour in, my wife, all of a sudden, she goes, there hasn't been any matches. And I thought about it for a second because I wasn't really paying attention. And I realized they didn't have any matches for the pre-show. And I started re- remembering I said, I don't, because we were at the stadium last year. I said, I don't think they had any last year, too. Ever since the the two nights, they don't put on preliminary matches anymore. Uh, the last time that they were just a one-day event was WrestleMania 35. Again, I was in the building with Steph. They had, like, four pre-show matches for the two-hour pre-show. They had none. They've had none ever since, ever since the two nights. So I don't know if that's... A great idea because I got to tell you, these pre-shows are dry. They're just talking, and I get it. We did a roundtable the night before, but our roundtable, although albeit longer than two hours, when you combine two nights in a row, we're talking about four consecutive hours of just repetitive. Like we go over each match and then we're done. They're talking about the same match over and over and over and over again, and they're bringing in different people. They had NFL players come and sit on the panel to talk about the matches, and then JBL did, and then Lawler did, and then Booker T did. They just went over and over. I was like, I can't. I'm done. Well, what's the difference between that and ESPN? Not much of a difference, but at go. least and but, that's why they did it. Yeah, and I and I and I I applaud them for that, but at the same time. I'm gonna be honest with you. As much I, as I love wrestling, I'd rather Sports Center do it. They do it better, or and, ESPN. Will, and, and give them time. But I, I'm not a big fan of that either. It's the reason why I don't watch free shows. I don't, I don't want you to tell me the same thing that Tom Brady did last year that could possibly win him a Super Bowl this year over and over and over until it's game time. It's there's no different. Yeah. But you will see that pattern. Again, I don't know maybe if I'm just paying attention to it a little bit more, but there is definitely a pattern in this WrestleMania that I've seen that is just driving towards that same thing that you're saying about the pre-show. Okay, well, uh, night one, Saturday, April 2nd, AT&T Stadium, Dallas, Texas. They didn't mention it till later, but I'll start off with this, the attendance. I was so sad. I was so so sad. Is it too small? It's uh, 77,000, which is not a bad number, especially in these times. Right. To, and last year at WrestleMania, they were in a stadium. They were only allowed up to 25,000. That's why they probably, <laughs> probably why they didn't boast about the attendance last year. But this year, they had all – it's Texas. If they would have – if 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 it was up to Texas, they would have a bowl of Corona sitting on the sides of the – Everyone wash their hands in as they Yeah, they would just the bathe in Corona. It's Texas. They didn't give a fuck. 
But it was 77,000, and the reason why my initial reaction was, oh, that kind of blows. This is the same building, I want to say six years ago, when they had, a, according to them, we all know that they, bust, they boost these numbers up, but even for them, they boasted 103,000 people in that building. Same building. 103,000. That was supposedly an indoor record that was supposedly finally beating WrestleMania 3 in the Pontiac Silverdome. Same facility, 30,000 less. And you mm. know they're stretching. They stretch it every year, which means it's probably not even 77,000. Yeah. So at first, I, you know, at my first glance when I saw that, I was like, ah, that kind of that kind of blows. But it is what it is. They're, they're getting the numbers. Again, I think it's more of the time than a comment of wrestling itself. I don't know. Could be a mixture of the two. But Saturday, April 2nd, we're opening up. And I was surprised by this. I was surprised by this. And it ended up being a bad decision. But we'll get into that. But we opened up with the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Jimmy and Jay, the Usos. Once again, Waltz, Lallygag in the door as the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. They're taking on the team of Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs. And Dave, did you see the ending? Mm. (laughs) I actually thought that was part, I'm going to be honest with you, he fell so smooth. I actually thought it was a part of the spot. See, that's a comment to some of these guys, man, because I've, and you know from watching me all the time, I'll ask you, is that real? Like, he's really hurt? And most of the time it's not, but I don't know, it's just something on that guy's face that his shit popped out. Like, I just, you could, the way that he fell, I was like, dude, I think his leg popped out and popped back in. But when it did that, I think it fucking ripped something on the way in and out. Because he had a very difficult time straightening his leg, and then yeah. the ending felt weird. Yeah, here's my confusion. So Boogs, for those of you wondering what what we're talking about, Boogs. They're not be wondering what we're talking about. Yeah, toward this, toward the end of this matchup, and I'm saying towards because I don't think this was supposed to be toward the end. No. Uh, but Rick Boogs picks up. I'm going to say Jay Jay Uso because he's the short haired one. He picks up Jey Uso in a fireman's carry. He's got him up on the shoulders. And I guess the spot was, in a in a show of strength, mm-hmm. Jimmy is going to now get closer to where Rick is, and Rick's going to pick him up as well so that he has two Usos on his shoulder at the same time. Here's my confusion. There was no setup to Jimmy getting on his shoulders. Just Jimmy jumped. just ran and jumped for whatever fucking reason. So when Rick fell, I, that's the reason I thought it was part of the spot. I actually told myself, oh, Jimmy threw his weight on there to collapse Rick down. Right. It was an, to me, it was an offensive maneuver. Jimmy goes, I'm going to put pressure on this dude and drop him. And that's how I'm going to get Jay out of this hole. That's why when he buckled, I went, oh, I think the spot botched up. And then he grabbed his knee, and I went, oh, that's a good idea. If you're going to botch a spot, you got to blame good something. Good sell, good sell. Yeah, I was going to say, you got to blame something, right? Good recovery. And good then recovery. he rolls to the ring, and we never see him again. So Shinsuke now is basically in a handicap match. And I forgot who it was in the room when we were watching this. They said, I think he's really hurt because <laughs> we haven't seen his ass come back. And I was like, oh, that sucks to be hurt in the opening match at WrestleMania. That'd be garbage. And it turns out, Absolutely 100% true. Rick Boogs tore his quadricep. Mm. He's out for six to eight months. That has got to blow. 
Damn. Working his shame. ass off to get to WrestleMania. He's on the card. Not only that, he's the opening match. Not only that, people love that shit, man. Yeah. That whole Shinsuke, him playing the guitar intro shit. Yeah, now he's gonna he's not gonna have the, the guitar intro thing for a little while. I mean, I guess they could always bring him back uh to do the intro. But... Yeah, kind of like kind of like uh kind of like the guy at Walmart that greets you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> He, he, doesn't to, he doesn't need to be in a standing position to play the guitar, but uh, you I, you got a feel for this guy. The match itself, it is what it is. It was a you know, it started off like your basic run of the mill SmackDown Tag Team Championship match. I'm sure they had some uh, WrestleMania like spots planned here. I was also a little upset. Did you catch this? They called it the One D. Did you catch that? Uso yeah, is that a move that they use all the time? I've because he never literally seen had the move it, that because he that literally move had it on his pants. Yeah, I've, and that's why I was confused. Like I was like, "Oh, is this a move that they do?" I've I haven't never seen them execute that move in my. But then they like didn't they tip the hat to the Dudleys or some shit as well? Something like, like they that. Said yeah. it. I, I feel like an announcer they, or something said they something did. Uh, they called it three D. Yeah, the, the announcers called it the one D, and the Usos themselves did the setup like the Dudleys where. Jimmy, who's going to do the lift, he goes for the Irish whip. Jay's already pointing up. Normally, that's where Bubba would do the three for 3D. Yeah. But he put up the one because they're the ones, the day one niggas. You know, that's what their gimmick is. So they just change it from one to three. Jimmy does the Irish whip. He throws up the one, picks up Shinsuke, and then here comes Jay with the cutter. So it was set up almost identical to the Dudleys. But I was like, mm, I'm not... Not a fan. I don't. You uh, got your own thing uh, going. You're already uh, one of the best of all time. You don't need to be. If um, it was like a one-time WrestleMania, hey, we're gonna shout out the Dudleys. Dope. I don't I, think it will be though. I, I was gonna say I, <laughs> he had pants for it. He <laughs> his pants said one D. <laughs> uh oh, they're incorporating it into the gimmick. That's Uh-oh. it, man. <laughs> uh, any other thoughts hey, on look, this? Man, if they gets them away from the super kick, I guess I'll allow it. Ooh, man. Uh, yeah, okay. They did far Fair less enough. super kicks in this match, which well, makes me happy. Maybe they're getting bored with it. Oh, that would be fucking that would nice. Be, that would be great. Hopefully this industry will start getting a little more bored with it. <laughs> well, you know, it is what it is. I know. I'm getting too ahead of myself. That's For fine. the record, what was it? I think... We- I think me and Sam made that conversation. We were like, no super kicks, no dives to the outside. What was? The, oh, no destroyers. Just like control your narrative. They were like, yeah, no destroyer. We we're, we're incorporating the CYN rules. No Canadian destroyers, no super kicks, no dives, no two tope suicidas, which is Damn. the which is the through the ropes dive. We're all Since- set. Damn, dude, we're starting to set perimeters on yeah, that. So have, no more of this shit. Hey, that's old school wrestling. Moves used to be banned all the time back in the day, but for storyline purposes so that heels could get heat. The pile driver used to be a, a banned move in almost every territory because it's a pile driver. Realistically, dropping somebody on their head, you should either kill them or paralyze them. So to execute that move, it was like a real heel, heel thing to do. They had to do it behind the referee's back. Look, man, I'm trying to really sell this pile driver, so I'm going to actually break your neck, okay? Yeah, just, I'm trying just, to get this move Trust over. me, it's going to work. It's going to work. Trust to get me. this move over. Don't squirm so much. I need need control. Just take it. I'm telling you, it's going to work. For me, it's going to work. I don't know if you remember, it used to be illegal to go over the top rope. I don't remember that. Yeah. Yeah. How the hell did the Royal Rumble 
The Royal Rumble must have been taboo. They, they, no, what happened was is that I mean, the, the, at the time that this was a thing, w, I don't remember WWE ever incorporating this, but it was one of the. It was like an older rule from back in the territory days where. It you know going over the top rope or being thrown over the top rope was a re- result of a disqualification. The reason for that is because you don't want to. Back in those days, going over the top rope was a dangerous thing. You had on the floor, you could do more damage to yourself than your opponent. So they made it illegal Whoa. to do. So the heels behind the referee's back, they would throw a guy over the top rope or something like that, and the crowd would go fucking bananas. Wait a second, that's fucking illegal. You can't do that. And they go ha 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 ha. But now people go over the top rope for their fucking entrances and exits, so nobody gives a fuck anymore. But Damn. We're moving on to... Yeah, so get well, Rick Boogs. Uh, uh, six minutes, 55 seconds. I'm pretty it was a sure. Great, it was a great start to yeah. WrestleMania. I don't have any yeah. problems Both with this. I'm actually kind of sad that he got hurt because yeah. the energy was pretty good. Yeah, Both bloodline matches ended before they were supposed to. That's not a coincidence. Uh, we'll get into that. But our next matchup, Drew McIntyre defeating Happy Corbin with Madcap Moss in a singles match, 8 minutes, 35 seconds. Drew McIntyre, Happy Corbin. I believe you had asked me, okay, sell, right? You said, all right, sell this match to me. What the fuck is happening? What did you think of this match? I was blown away on how oh, fucking great this match was. This match was so fucking good, dude. This match was, I'm telling you, but listen, I did say, I did state that for me, it was just the gimmick. Like, yes. it's confusing. Happy Corbin versus yes, McIntyre is just weird. But I also did state that I don't have an issue with Corbin in the ring. And boy, oh boy, did he prove me right when I said that. Yeah. Holy shit. These two had a fucking match. And can I ask why these guys who were well over 6'2 are moving like luchadors? They were all over that goddamn ring. And they so were moving. throwing each other around like yep. paper. It was nuts how well they were just... I haven't seen a wrestling match like that in a while. Where it was, I was just kind of like enthralled in the way that they were actually fighting each other. I was impressed. Yeah. It was good. I really liked that one. And it didn't dawn on me till I was watching this match. Because Drew, the last time Drew was in the title picture was actually last year's WrestleMania when he competed mm-hmm. against Bobby Lashley in a losing effort. And they kind of split him off to do other things. He hasn't been in the ch- title picture all year. And I think my wife was saying it during the match. She was just like, what bullshit is this? He was the guy carrying this company during COVID, and they can't even keep him in the <laughs> thing. And yeah, it didn't dawn on me until I was watching the match, and I went, he's a different performer now than he was a year ago. And I'm talking about Drew. Yeah, yeah. He's a different performer. He you think found... they're refining him? You think what? Do you think they're refining him? Yeah, well, you see a refining, right? Yes. Right. Yes. Like sharpening his stupid. good already. But... I watched that match. And I realized in my head, because I I really haven't watched too many Drew McIntyre matches over the year, but it dawned on me. They found a way. They found a way. It, t- it took a while, and it took a minute to get there, but you can see it. If you watch his Mania match last year with Lashley and you watch this match, it's a completely different Drew. They found a way to make a six foot eight, damn near 300 pound of pure muscle Scottish psychopath be a sympathetic babyface. 
They found a way to take a guy who looks like that and get him sympathy because that's what worked in this matchup. Yes, not everybody is a big fan of the happy segments and blah, 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 blah. But like you said, when Baron gets going, he's a heel. He works like a heel. He, the audience responds to him like a heel. In that situation, you need a babyface that's going to get the sympathy from the audience while the heel gets the heat. That mathematically worked perfectly in this match. This was old-school professional wrestling. And they did it at, like you said, these two guys, stature-wise, size-wise, are humongous. They are big, big boys. They should not have been around but that. There was like that so part. much movement in this match. Right. They're all over the place. And I like the fact that they kept Matt Cat Moss's uh, involvement to a minimum. Right. I, I know that, you know, it's WrestleMania. You want to get him on the card somehow. That's cool. But I love the fact that he didn't play a role till the end. It was just these two guys doing their thing. He, he was more annoying in a good way than he was. He didn't take away from anything. Yeah. Right. And that's. Perfect. That was good. His involvement was perfect in this. And it gave these two guys an opportunity to go there and, and do what they got to do. And, and you could tell they love him because before the match, they even gave him like a little mini portion segment of, of him specifically, like winning the. Uh, yeah. The, the right. Like that, there was yeah. no reason for that. But obviously, they did it because they like this guy and they're trying to get him in the, in the light. So. Yeah. They gave him a big win on SmackDown. He is this year's Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Roll winner. Mm-hmm. So that was good. The cutting of the rope. Got to talk about this because they had me. They absolutely had me. I was floored. I was like, this is great. This is awesome. This match was a lot of fun. And then they they just couldn't they couldn't get out of their own way. Couldn't resist. Couldn't resist. They got the sword out. Matt Cat Moss. That was a little bit of a cool part where McIntyre is kind of looking at the crowd. And then he points his sword out. He doesn't even look at Matt Cat. And then Madcap has like that freeze, and then he starts to back up a little bit, and he goes for the rope. And McIntyre takes the sword, swipes it down. He manages to cut through two ropes, which were very clearly gimmicked to break. Which I was wrecking my brain how they went that entire match, but what made it so that the sword broke? That's... That's the magic of it. I was thinking the same thing. We all... Because they worked that side of the ring specifically a lot. Yep. If you go back and watch that match, they're on those ropes the whole time. Yeah. Almost. Yet, they still made it to stay attached and also do that gimmick part at the same time. Yeah, and again, they're not light people. These guys are heavyweights. TV magic. These are heavyweights right here doing it, and they managed to pull that off. I just, I didn't like the rope thing at all. Didn't need it. You know what I would have been terrified of? Being McIntyre saying, all right, dude, at the end, I mean, you're going to swipe your sword on this. And I'm like, all right, well, we're going to be working this side. Oh, don't worry. It's going to be tight enough together where it's like you guys can bounce it. But when you use the sword, it'll break. And then I'd be like, well, what if it doesn't? What do you mean? They're fucking bouncy ropes. <laughs> if I swing this sword as hard as I can and it doesn't give, that shit's coming back to me just as yeah. That's why I wasn't surprised he didn't break the third rope because I'm like, he probably didn't swing that shit. He held he back. Had. Yeah, he's like, bro, you're yeah, not slicing my skull. You saw what happened to TV. Kevin Owens later in the night. If, <laughs> if that shit bounces back, so that's a split skull. Fuck that. Yeah, nah, I'm good as hell. I'm straight. Uh, but yeah. did you dislike this? 
I loved everything up until the the rope cutting, and it was. So wasn't why even, did why did you not like that? It's just cheese. It, it, everything it's soap opera. Everything though. with the fucking sword. I'm just I'm just not a fucking fan at so, all. So you don't mind gimmicky stuff like that? You just are over the sword specifically, or you sword just not specifically like... because I just like how do you? I don't know. It just comes across very Hanna Barbera. It's a fucking sword. What do we? How do you work? It's not like okay if. For instance, Sting used to come to the ring with a fucking bat, right? Part of the gimmick. He'd do the point with the bat. He'd walk around shining the bat up, yada, yada, yada. Eventually, for the gimmick to get over, Sting's got to bust a motherfucker over the head with the bat. Jim Cornette and the tennis racket. I mean, there's a lot of years and years of people coming to the ring with weapons. Eventually, you got to use the fucking weapon. How well, the fuck are you going to use the sword? But he has been though. First of what all, to answer your sword? Qu- first of all, to answer your question, this. Second of all, I'm kind of sold on the sword because if they would stop moving, he would have done tons of damage with this sword. Because <laughs> this guy swings that shit like he is actually trying to decapitate you. The fact that these guys are, I just want no one to get killed by it. But they're definitely making that sword have an impact now. Yeah. Sure, maybe this can come off as a little cheesy. I didn't mind it, but I see I can see why it would be annoying. But he definitely swings that sword like he's trying to kill somebody. So I'll give and him that's, that. And like, that's the thing. I think it was Brandon. I can't remember. Somebody in the house said, Well, you know that sword's not a real fucking sword, right? And it was like, well, it could be a stunt sword or a rubber sword, whatever they use. Still gonna hurt. But the point that's not my regardless of what material it's made of, the objective here. It's to get the people who believe it's a real fucking sword. So right. even if it was a workable sword, even if it was rubber, you're not gonna fucking clock a motherfucker over the head with a rubber sword, right? No. Right. So there's you're never gonna use this fucking sword ever. There's never gonna be a situation where the sword comes into play. You use it for an entrance, and and I guess this is the most we've ever seen him actually use a sword in the sense of cutting ropes. That's it. That's about as much action as you're going to get from the fucking sword. You know what? I'll take this from the sword. What I am over is people taking other people's vehicles to the back and having like a fucking Street Fighter 2 bonus round on it. It's just weird. Like, I don't like I don't want to see that anymore. I've seen it too many times. (laughs) Actually, I think McIntyre was one of them who did that. Oh, man. Well, I forget. I forget what it was, but he broke something with a sledgehammer like last year or some shit. That that's the one that I'm just like kind of okay with. Like I don't need to see two dudes hammer on a ATV or whatever the fuck you want to call those four four wheeler quads with sledgehammers. Like that just doesn't do anything uh, for me. Do, are you? I think they just did that on dynamite. Well, I, in general, like I've seen it somewhere. I don't remember what it was, but I do remember specifically McIntyre doing that. I think last year too to something. I forget exactly. It was like a motorcycle or something. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Well, here's something I wouldn't mind seeing again, actually. Not this specific matchup, but we had a tag team matchup. Our first celebrity involvement of the evening, The Miz and Logan Paul defeating Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio, and I was pissed. Not because the match was bad. They pinged the wrong guy. Of all the things that I predicted in this matchup, and again, I had to go into a hard sell for this. That That was the one match I was certain. There's no fucking way. They're going to beat Rey Mysterio at WrestleMania when Dominic is sitting right fucking there. And alas, that's exactly what happened. But at least they didn't have the celebrity do it. 
Miz pinned Rey Mysterio in this matchup, and if I'm Mysterio, I'm, I'm, I'm all right. I'm okay with that. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that look, dude. I'm cool with everything that we're doing. He's not pinning me. Yeah, you can do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Miz just looked at him like, "Listen, I, I get it. I get it. Don't say it out loud. I want him to believe like there was a chance that could happen. <laughs> he I'm not gonna disrespect you like the that. The great sir. Ray Mysterio at WrestleMania, S- sir. I wouldn't disrespect you like that. I have a feeling everyone calls Mysterio sir in the back. Oh yeah, oh, come on, of course. Well, not, Mr. maybe Mr. not Miz. Miz and Ray have been in the same locker room for a long time. So I, I, some of the younger guys, maybe sure. Now nah, I feel like he still respects that guy. Now, nah, well, what did you think of Logan Paul? Logan well, Paul that was going to be my question to you because oh, uh, all of this stuff is fine. At the end of the day, I already called this match was going to be kind of ass. Surprisingly, better than I thought it was going to be. So I'll give it that. Okay. Um, my before I throw myself out there. I want a chance to be able to adapt to the room. So I want your opinion first so that <laughs> I can so I can conform and not look yeah. like someone who doesn't know what they're talking so about. So I can conform. So what uh, did uh, you think specifically about Logan Paul's performance? Logan Paul was awesome. I liked it. Okay. I liked Fair it. Enough. As a matter of fact, I think Logan Paul came off looking a lot better considering he was standing across the ring from Dominic Mysterio. He needs to fucking go. He needs to you, fucking go. And I don't mean get made, rid of him. I, you think a, they made uh, Dominic look even worse? I, Dominic is Dominic. He's so here's not... the thing I've here's the thing I've uh, come to a conclusion with Dominic. Okay. He it's in his blood. You yeah. can definitely see that for you can sure. Do the moves. Here's the problem. He's not athletic. No. And not I think that's close. what it is. He's not athletic. And I never really noticed it, but you ever seen someone who's athletic? I know you have, but obviously it's an analogy. You never seen someone dribble a basketball who was athletic, and then someone who wasn't athletic dribble a basketball. Oh. Literally, just with one with the right hands, both just bouncing it. You can tell when someone is athletic, and you can tell when someone just knows how to bounce a basketball. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what Dominic Mysterio is to me. He knows how to do it. He has no, oh, God, forgive me for a second. He has no swag to it. There's no athleticism to it. There's no, no flair, natural, no charisma to it. No natural movement to it. it like, let's, it definitely... use, let's use the terminology that we've been using with his father for years. The reason why his father is so unique is because that boy is nasty. You look yeah, at Ray shit, and the, it's the only thing you can think of. He's fucking great. Like, look yeah, at his shit. Yeah. yeah, you he's, do not get that fluent. vibe from Dominic. Fluent, he moves, he looks like he belongs there. Things are happening. He's he needs in to stop the six one nine too. By the way, well, that I needs mean, to come listen. to a fucking end. He is a sandbagging ass. He can't even hold up his own weight in the six one nine. He's just not athletic. And you know what made it worse for me? When they showed clips of him in the ring when he was young, his demeanor is exactly the same when he was five than it is right now. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed that, but yeah, the he way hasn't really he moves, changed too much. Yeah, his demeanor, the way he's moved, the way his body moves. There's like, it's it's just like he got really big, but everything else just stayed the same. <clears throat> yeah, he's, so I don't he's, know. I don't know. He, he can do the moves. He's not a performer. And the problem, and the problem with with that stuff is, I don't, I don't think it matters where you put him. 
I really don't think it matters where you put him. He's never gonna grow because he, he doesn't have that. Because he doesn't have that athleticism. You don't. You can't train athleticism like the way someone moves in a ring or the way someone plays a sport or the way someone runs a football and cuts you can't train that that is something natural to someone you can develop it but you can't train it and unfortunately he just doesn't have that and i don't think he'll ever he'll just never look good doing moves like his father or any of the other wrestlers who naturally are athletic. That's so, my problem with Dominic. What confuses me is this this consistency where they keep trying to get him to do his father's shit. He's literally a foot and a half taller than his father. He shouldn't be wrestling anywhere near the style of his father. He's not a fucking luchador. Mm, his well, father I mean, grew that's... up in that lifestyle. And I guess he did to a degree as well, but he's... He's not a fucking luchador. Yeah, but it's it's a but that's also one of the detriments to him. I mean, his as much as I'm sure he wants to, I'm sure there's no like gun to his head, <clears throat> but he's going to get pigeonholed into that style as long as he's staying right next to his dad. Which is why he needs to get the fuck away from his dad. I don't know. I, I, I appreciate the tip of the cap. Uh I was the only one in the room who understood Dominic's outfit. <laughs> Uh, so I, I got it as soon as I saw the mullet. I got it. I was like, all right, yeah, he's doing the Eddie deal. Um, from way back when Eddie Guerrero and Art Bar, baby, was it Los Gringos? Something like that. It was one of the I forgot the name of the fucking team. That whole outfit. It was uh, that was a tribute to Eddie, and, and Ray did a play off of that with the Mexican version of it. So how did you feel good. about the Logan Paul Eddie Guerrero disrespect? Great. I think that was the that was a really big heel move. That I don't know great. something. Logan's uh, great. His you know what, man? I know. Everything. God, I hope anyone listening don't hate me, man. I know we're going to see more Logan Paul just based off of the way they finished that. I'm very interested to see. They want him. Because, because as much as a character as he is and as much heat as he's able to develop, if he can perform in the ring, he might actually have a pretty good go at this. Yeah. Because he's got all the other stuff. Yeah, he he's very marketable. He knows the business. He gets that. If you want to talk shit. about entertainment, again, I know people hate him, but that's the fucking point. I don't think there's a lot of people that can pull hate. This guy just opens his mouth, and they want him to, like, actually die, like, in real <laughs> life. So when you have that level of fucking heat on you, Vince is just drooling out the mouth. I'm like, yo, they hate this guy? They hate me. Oh, my God. Bro. Like, <laughs> we just become best friends. <laughs> We're like, yep. Uh, if, if we can get him more comfortable, I think he would be pretty decent on the mic, too. I, I don't course, think he's yeah. used to big time talking like that, but he is comfortable talking. So if we can get the content better coming out of him, and that you can train. Yeah, we can get some, he, I don't know. You just said a second know. ago, can't train athleticism. He's got it. He's, he's got, got that. And, that's, and you know what it is? I think that's part of the thing that made it stand out as well, that you can tell as much as you may or may hate this guy, he's athletic. He's athletic. He's, he's got something that, that he has that athleticism and standing right next to Dominic just kind of pointed out how bad that kid just does not have it. <laughs> yeah. According to Logan Paul, during an interview, he was giving wrestling as, as a business, he was giving wrestling so much props because they were like, that shit is... So he goes, every, my whole life, everybody's like, that shit is fake. He goes, I am in a ton of pain. There's nothing yeah. fake about any of that shit. And then he, he said, he goes, when the match was over, he went to the back. Vince McMahon gave him a hug and said, hey, man, your future is here, bro. Like, they want him. Yeah. 
Hey, listen, I'm interested. I'm interested. I'm interested. If that was going to be the audition tape, I'm good. I liked, it was so funny. I got a taste of it last year. I was in the building when he got the stunner from Owens. And that's all it was. That was his only involvement was the stunner. And I thought he sold it well. I was like, that wasn't a bad sell. So when it came to this match, I was like, well, maybe I'll get a taste of what he can really do. And I like it. I like it. And the fact that he's a legitimate asshole in an era where social media and everything and people were... Oh, he's a social media god, unfortunately. Yeah, and and all for the negative reasons. And I'm like, yep, perfect. I'll take it. Yep, I'll take it every time. By the way, Miz didn't do too bad. Anyway... All right, <laughs> we're not gonna take the fucking. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. I was kind of confused by the switch when he turned on Logan. I was like, "All right." I think, and and you know what? It's funny that you said that because my brain instantly went to, "Okay, man, SummerSlam." Uh, okay, whatever. But what I was thinking is, I think Miz has been working with him a little bit, and I think he's thoroughly impressed, and he yeah. wants to work with him. So they left an angle open. I, exactly. I think yeah. Miz was like, you know what? Leave, and obviously, Miz can kind of relate to him a little bit. Yeah, the uh, the yeah. Miz, where they come from? Miz was Logan Paul before it was True. possible to be Logan Paul. A- absolutely, I think <laughs> I honestly believe that if social media was as big as it was when Miz yeah, was doing Miz his thing, been a he would have been a fucking troll, and people would have fucking hated Miz too. Yeah. That people hated Miz already before he even got to the WWE when he was doing I the think Logan gimmick. Paul worked with him. I think Logan Paul see not Logan Paul, I'm sorry. I think Miz worked with him. I think Miz saw something. I think Miz low key really likes the guy and he wants to work with him, and that's why they did that. SummerSlam. Absolutely. Let's go. And a one on one bout between the two would be dope. That would be good because now we'll actually he'll get some time to practice. But more. here's the only problem with that. Miz set himself up to be the heel. We want Logan Paul as a heel. If Logan comes back to fight the mean old Miz who betrayed him at WrestleMania, but, puts him in a baby and I, dude, and this is how I know that his heat is real because I keep having to preference everything I fucking say. If there's any person right now that I think could easily rip off that and turn Miz into a baby face, if that's what he wants to do, it's gonna be Logan Paul. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. Fucking want to hate him just to hate him. Not a fan of babyface Miz, but all right. But it's one of those things, like it was Money one of those matching. greater, greater of two evils type yeah. of deal, where he's not okay. really a baby face. Like they boo him, they go boo, fuck Miz, and then Logan Paul fuck goes, Miz. you know what, Miz, not that bad. He's not that bad. He's an all right guy in my book. You know, <laughs> you know what? So yeah, exactly. <clears throat> uh, well, the next matchup. Uh, 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 um, yeah. Well, was the main mm-hmm. event of the evening. <laughs> this was it. This was the end all be all for me. I was done with WrestleMania after this. I was like, "Oh, this is the this is the match I paid to see. I I purchased Peacock just for this fucking match. Bianca Belair challenging Becky Lynch for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. 19 minutes, 10 seconds, almost 20 minutes of pure unadulterated perfection. Mm. Perfection. Mm. Now I have to ask you this because even though I keep Making it somewhat of a joke with you, you, you're not invalid. You, every point you've made so far between these two ladies is absolutely 100% true. But the big question that we had asked you during the roundtable does does this match? We said it before we saw it. What do they have the poss- the capability? I should say of making up for what happened at SummerSlam in this match. No, because they, said will, no. Always, right, they exactly. will always have that looming. The payout could have been better. Okay, now, always. having seen the match, 
I still believe that. Still believe it. Okay. That doesn't mean that doesn't take you away from the match. You will never let these motherfuckers live down. <laughs> but every time you saw something life. hot happen in that match, just makes you more upset. It could have been better. It could have been better. Literally, could have been better. It could have been better. As great That's as it. this but match was, you're saying this match still could have been payout, better. The payout could have been better. Now, what this match did do, uh, I will give it. I will give it the benefit of the doubt. It did have a little bit of redemption for me. Okay. If there's one thing that I've noticed is this was the first match that I've personally seen since since Becky's been back where I feel like the people she's worked she's she's too good for the people around her. And the reason why I say that is because it's kind of like remember when we watched that Triple H match recently? Yeah. And you could just see Triple H and he just he moves different. He just moves different. And he tells a story different. His body language is just different. And it wasn't until like this match with um, Bianca, because I think Bianca, although still very new at it, I feel uh, she's one of those, right? Like she, she's really good at her expression, whether it's natural or planned. I, I can't tell which one's which because she has somewhat of a pattern. She'll come in at a big moment. She'll break character, it feels like, by just living in the moment. She, like, absorbs it, and then she just turns into fucking beast mode. Like, all that excitement just completely out the window, and she turns her game face on. So I don't know if it's part of her gimmick where she's like, oh, shit, I'm here. This is awesome. This is amazing. Smiling, crying, all that shit. And then when the bell rings, she blacks out and just goes crazy. But those two in the ring, there wasn't a point in time where I was like, dude, Becky, you're doing too much. It all meant something. It all felt like something. The facial expression she was making, getting pissed off and like, yo, what the fuck? I got to try this. I got to try that. I got to do this. I got to do that. It all felt like it mattered and it worked here. And I don't know if that's specifically because it's Bianca, which I mean, let's not, let's, who you kidding? Of course it was. But I, I think she just stands out. I think a lot of the women, I think she just does wrestling different. And Bianca's kind of on that level when it comes to that level of storytelling. Um, but other people are just, I don't know, she just makes people look stiff, I guess, is what I got from it. She makes people look stiff. Okay. Interesting take. Okay. What do you think? No? <laughs> I, I can't refute. That's what you see. No, <laughs> I'm asking you what you see. Uh, Bianca's, oh, no, Bianca, excuse me. Becky's figured it out. When she does the whole, I'm the man, and I'm the top, and this and that, and so forth, blah, 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 she wrestles like it. And and she fits into the category of a lot of uh, less is more. And she has the ability, and I've seen this on a few occasions, it doesn't always work out the way that she wants. You can tell based on sometimes, you talk about Bianca breaking character sometimes. Becky has a habit of it, too, sometimes of when things are not, are coming off the rails or whatever, you start to physically see it in Bianca's, um, Becky's face. So sometimes she loses me in that. But other than that, Becky's ability to control a match is uncanny. I don't think I've seen too many women in history do it. The only other one that I can think of that comes close is performed later on in this show, and it didn't work out the way that she wanted. So I'm glad one of the girls got the match to be the way that they wanted. That was mm -hmm. nice. But... In this specific case, you could tell from the entrances, Bianca with the with the marching band entrance and Becky with the SUV and everything, they treated this match, even though 
I make the joke it was the main event. To me, on paper, when we were selling this match to the to our audience, I said on the roundtable, this is this is going to be the one. Yeah. This is the one because this is the one that they're finally going to take the cuffs off. It's Mania. It's these two. They saw what Bianca did with Sasha last year. Sasha fits into the category of, oh, baby girl, you're doing too much. She likes to do a bunch of shit in her matches. Becky doesn't need all that. So it was going right. to be a, a different type of match. Before these two women locked up, I remember I'm having a party. I'm in a room with a bunch of people. I said out loud, I said, last year, Bianca had a wrestling match with Sasha Banks. This year, she has to have a different match because she's in there with a different performer. Let's see how she does. She did it. Bianca Ooh. is a Bianca's Man. in. She is a full package player. Yeah. They said it on their own show. I've heard every podcast who's talked about WrestleMania since even the Cornette one where everyone goes, That's she's a main event player. Male, female, doesn't matter. Bianca's a star. And <clears throat> I laugh because we sat here and we talked about you and I, we broke down that list that I had found online of those college athletes that haven't spent any time in the Indies or any time in wrestling at all, immediately coming out of their athletic sport and just becoming a WWE superstar right off the bat. And we were talking about how people were like, oh, that's so that's such bullshit, and how do they get how do they get the chance to just skip all these steps and they're not paying their dues and blah, blah, blah. Bianca is a graduate of that program. Mm-hmm. Bianca didn't do any of the Indies shit. She was an athlete, and then she went to the performance center, and that was it. And look where she's at. It's possible. Talent yeah. is talent. Doesn't matter where you start. Talent is talent. This is why I keep telling people on the indies, when I work with them all the time, you either have it or you don't have it. This isn't for everybody. Bianca didn't go through the same things that we go through. She just but she, she went she through just, shit, though. That's ignorant she, to say she didn't pay dues. Yeah, she just didn't pay the dues that you paid. Exactly. That's the same argument that I had with people with Ronda. If paid. anything, one would say she went harder. Like... Her whole life was being an athlete. Yeah, an like athlete you go, at a high you go level. on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So she was a Division One track and field NCAA participant. She she ran track and field for University of Tennessee. You think that's an easy program to be running through, and one of the toughest divisions in the NCAA for four years every day, and then she wasn't even just a one sport athlete. Powerlifting, everything. Weight training. She spent her whole life being an athlete. But 310-pound fat fuck McGee over at Independent Wrestling Academy down in Iowa thinks that it's bullshit. They're not paying their dues. Shut up. This is what you get. So it doesn't always work this way. And that's ignorant to think that, like, there was a time where she was in some type of developmental stage. Yeah. You don't know what that fucking consists of, and I'm sure it ain't fucking easy. No. There's one thing to go she to. She went through Regal, Dave Finley, Fit Finley, Matt Bloom. She went is, through the, the tribe. There's a different pressure to going to something, something W over in Kansas every week and getting up in front of legends who expect nothing but perfection from yeah. you. Yeah, the same people. I could, I could point, <laughs> I shouldn't be saying this, but I could point to 30 people off the top of my head who have been in this business 20 years who wouldn't have been able to do half of the shit Bianca did in that match. Well, I can, I can point out to a lot of people That's in what I'm world saying. who's fucking That's that. what I'm saying. You either have it or you don't. Paying dues. That's the shit they tell you 
when they want you to. You know who pays a whole lot of dues? The people who don't have a whole lot of talent. That's who pays a lot of fucking dues. Well, I'll tell you what. As much as everyone would like it, wrestling's not a union. So, yeah. seniority don't mean shit. Yeah, exactly. We're going to get the best person from the job, and we're going to fucking move on. And we're going to move the fuck on. Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch, what a match. Becky's going to take a break, I'm sure. And Bianca is going to go full board. We'll see what she ends up left. I got to talk about the eye. Got to talk about the eye because we called it in my house uh, when she went for that molly go round or whatever that front flip was. Becky comes off the top rope, tries to go for some sort of front flip deal. She caught Becky uh, Bianca clear flush in the fucking face with the heel of her boot. I don't know if you saw her on Raw, her face her whole shit was fucked up. Swole shuts. <laughs> I didn't see her on Raw because I didn't want to watch her. Remember, I didn't watch it until this weekend. Yeah. Or the second half till this weekend. Yeah. So I didn't so I didn't want to watch Raw because obviously I would have spoiled everything. Her. But uh I saw pictures on uh Facebook yep. of a close up of her shit knotted up. Yep. That was smiling. Uh, yeah. Smiling because she's the fucking champ. <laughs> and she probably got a hell of a lot of respect from that back from that locker room considering that that shit happened very early in the match. And she, of course. And she still went out there and fucking bossed it up. I'll tell you what, I didn't even really notice that it happened. So I didn't was... know it was shut. I put, I, we knew in the room, oh, that's going to hurt tomorrow. Yeah, but see, that's what I mean. I didn't even notice that part. Oh, yeah. Like, I just saw it. I saw it happen, but I was just like, my brain didn't go there. You know what I mean? And the the fact that I didn't even notice it the rest of the match just is a comment to exactly what you're saying. The level of professionalism we're talking about here, Bianca Belair. Wonderful matchup. Now, I'm sitting here in my house at this party thinking, man, that's the best match of the night. Ain't nothing going to top that shit. Well, next up, apparently, next up is Seth freaking Rollins. And apparently, in the Rollins household, both of these motherfuckers must have been talking wild shit to each other. Because they came ready to play at WrestleMania. Both members of the Rollins household. Becky went out there with Bianca, stole the show, went to the curtain and said, follow that bitch. And this nigga said, aw, Hell no, Seth. We're not going to let this chick ruin this. No, 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 no. Seth Rollins had a mystery opponent. And as everyone involved knew, it was literally, how did they describe it on TV? The worst kept secret in wrestling. (laughs) Everyone fucking knew who it was going to be. It shouldn't have been a surprise. But guess what? Still got a hell of a reaction. Lights go dark. First of all, Kudos to the choir. That was a nice touch for the Rollins entrance. Whoa. Whoa. I was bugging in my house. I love that song. Kudos to them. Great entrance. But then the over-exaggeratedness. The light, the pyro. The lights go out. Random ass machine sounds or whatever the fuck's going on. But when that shit hit, wrestling has more than one. Royal family. Oh, the room. The room shook at the house of O. It's the man. And then the logo hit on the screen. The American Nightmare colors. It's all out there. It's the complete AEW presentation. Cody comes through the ramp. It's the whole shebang. Boy, if you could. 
You know how they say on the internet now, that new meme, tell me that you want AEW to kiss your ass without telling me you want AEW to kiss my ass. <laughs> and it's a still picture of <laughs> Cody coming out of the ground. <laughs> yeah, it's a still picture like a diglet. He just comes out of the fucking... <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? Full entrance. Music. Everything. Homelander outfit. He's Copy got the paste. whole shebang. Copy and fucking paste. The name. The nickname, the entire persona, everything. He, he must. He it was must, fucking nasty. He must have been sitting on that ramp, going, "I fucking won." That's it. I told the WWE. You think he I, thinks I, that? I, I, I would bet my entire life on the fact that he was standing on that ramp, going, "I told you so." I told you so. This was the gimmick he pitched before he left, and this was the reason that he left. They did. People forget this. He wasn't released from WWE. They offered him a deal. It was a five hundred thousand dollar a year deal to, ah! to to continue to be an underneath talent. And they actually filmed some because I remember seeing it on YouTube. They Cody had released a few of them. He had created a, ver, a variation, a very early stages of of this gimmick, the American Nightmare gimmick, where he was just suit wearing just like a aficionado type guy and he was using brandy as like his 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 real life wife as like this valet this beautiful woman that was by his side he, he had came up with this heel gimmick or whatever and they didn't think it would work because according to what we read and according to cody's words he was told the audience just doesn't see cody Rhodes as a top guy i don't and at the time they weren't wwe was not wrong they did not see him like that. I didn't see him like that. And to be honest with you, they didn't help his cause when they made him Stardust. That was that was not going to help. There was nothing about that, that screamed, here's the next top guy. Cody left the WWE on his own accord, and he said to himself, I'm going to get over, come hella high water. I don't care how it happens. I'm going to get over, and when this is all done, I'm going to show these fucking guys I was worth it. If you didn't believe... And, and, and I've said this a few times, and I'm I'm, I'm going to say it on the show here. If you didn't believe for one second that Cody Rhodes at some point was going to wind up back in WWE, I don't ever, ever, ever want you to tell me kayfabe is not real. Because he worked every single one of you. He worked you, you to the exactly ball. what it was? It's exactly what it was. He played. Do you, think, do you think he played? Like, do you think AEW knew that was the case as well? Yeah. I, I think he worked every six because not, not to not to get myself in further trouble, but AEW was basically just fans with money. That's all it really is. He made every single person that he worked with believe that he was done with WWE and he was all in, no pun intended, with everything they were doing. If you don't believe that he knew in the back of his mind, and it probably at the time was all true because he didn't want to be in WWE. But if you didn't really believe in your heart that he had an open but door, saying that to he WWE, played himself, like he didn't even no, know himself I, that no, he was going no, back. No, 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 no. I'm saying he probably believed when he first left that there's a good chance I may not come back. So I have to, whatever it is that I do, I have to commit to it so that it works. I think Cody really did try to convince himself that he was going to be the face of this revolution and the face of all this and i'm going to help these young guys get over i'm going to change the business i really do believe in my heart 
based on the things that he said that he believed a lot of the bullshit he was saying. But it comes to a point. It comes to a point every single time. Because, and I, we've said this on the show, Tony Khan is a money mark. That's all, he's, that's all he is. And in the beginning of AEW, he behaved like a money mark. He sat there and just listened to Omega and listened to the Bucks and listened to Cody. Oh, you got to get this guy. You got to get this guy. We have to go to this town. He, in the beginning, he did everything they told him to do because he didn't know any better. As soon as Tony got experience, as soon as Tony started meeting people, as soon as Tony started realizing how this, how money works in pro wrestling, how booking works in pro wrestling, how working and writing a television show every week works, once Tony realized what it was like to be in the business, all that EVP shit went away. Didn't we talk about it on the show that the EVPs were losing power? Mm-hmm. They were losing say so. Mm-hmm. Cody was no longer allowed to do all the you can goofy feel it shit in he the, was doing. You can feel it at at the events too. Yes. Like things don't go exactly the way that you. Would the young have bucks haven't been pushed the way that they were when they were in the beginning of this. Kenny Omega is not going to be the same Kenny Omega when he comes back, because if he does, it, it, he will, but it, it won't be the same because the EVPs got away with shit for so long, and then Tony finally woke up to the bullshit. That's why Cody left. Because in the beginning, Tony Khan gave Cody Rhodes and all those EVPs everything they wanted. And Cody's a veteran. The, Cody is smart. He knows the business. As In his own words, since Cody's been back, me and Tony just kind of grew apart. Yeah, because he got wise to your shit. And you weren't getting the things out of him that you wanted. And he used the excuse of pay. Oh, he wasn't going to pay. You know, he brought in Punk and he brought in Danielson and he brought this guy in. Yeah, he brought in actual high-level content, dude. He brought in guys that are proven winners. You proved in AEW you could win. But you didn't come in. Oh, I don't think he did, dude. That's... This is the part that's so fucking annoying. No, no to everything you said. No to getting over. No to no, 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 no. If you're the only fucking person there, yeah, sure. I don't ever remember being my mind blown with anything he's done in AEW, aside from the fact that he was surrounded by Kaka the entire time. And that's what got him over. He's in a short amount of time. That's my point. No, he, he was. Is, he's not. In the, I'm he telling was. you, he for is a, not. This is all. This is all ooh and ah. And if you want to call that over, then sure, he's over. But besides that, when the dust settles, he is just going to be another stardust. I'm telling you, man, this is fucking... You're talking about in WWE right now? I'm talking in general. This is all wool over the eyes. His in-ring performances are (laughs) doo-doo. He is bad in the ring. He is not fucking good. His gimmick, not good. His entrance... Eh, the song, trash. I'm not hyped on any of this shit. This is all doo-doo. All it is is controversy, and that shit was, is all dust that will settle. No yes. pun intended. Absolutely. That was actually a pretty hard So, ball. hold on now. Does, does that mean you didn't like this match at all? No, it's fucking... It's Cody Rhodes. Yeah. Like, it's all spice, man. That's all it is. It's all, First of all, it was nasty to see. And maybe that's just my own personality and who I am. I, I, I understand that it's a business and you got to do certain things and yada, yada. But it's fucking nasty, dude. I, I'm really big on people's word. And this dude was talking all this shit. 
And I guess, sure, maybe that means he did do a good job because I'm annoyed at it, but this shit is trash. It's 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 not good. I feel like all the noise that you heard that day was all piped in. I, I really don't think the crowd would I, I do not believe that there's that much of a discrepancy in wrestling to where they all the people in that crowd would have no clue on what the fuck was going on. That they that and if that's the case, then that proves to me that the gimmick has nothing to fucking do with it. Because if they don't know that what's going on, they don't know who the fuck this American nightmare even is. So why are they cheering so hard there, but fucking hated him in AEW? It just doesn't make sense. That shit was piped in. The Some people were cheering, I'll give you that, I guess, because everyone has some fans. But everyone that's at that level, at his level, will have some fans and some people hate him. This is all bullshit. It's all fucking hype. It's all disrespect stuff. In about a few weeks, no one's going to give a fuck. And it's going to be back to the weird-ass matches, and he'll be going after the Intercontinental title in no time and losing. Here's some support to your case, because you, you just said a, a little while ago you didn't get a chance to see Raw because you were saving yourself because you were trying to st- still catch up to yeah, the I'm, other WrestleMania. I, I'm a classy broad. I was trying to save myself. <laughs> I'm a classy broad. Cody opened up Raw. I bet. To the sound of nothing. To the sounds of nothing. Nobody moved. Nobody blinked. There there was... See, the WrestleMania crowd, they made a reaction to it. But again, to your point, was it the controversy? Was Was it more of the, I can't believe he did it kind of response? But whatever it was at Mania that he got, he didn't get it on Raw. And... It was kind of eye-opening for people because they were like, okay. Because for AEW fans who were shitting on it, they were like, you'll just wait and see. They'll see what we saw, and then they'll start booing him too. Right? That was like the overall kind of vibe. Right? So at, if Mania was the pop for, oh, I can't believe he actually did it and he's here, then Raw must have been that confused state in the middle before it turned into the boo. It was almost as if Cody came out and everyone just kind of fucking stared at him. And then his promo. Yeah, they woke up. They're like, wait a minute. That wasn't a dream? Yeah. And then his promo. His promo. And I said it immediately when he finished. I said, there it is. Here comes. They're going to start booing him again. Because once again, Cody's biggest problem. He is tone deaf. Tone deaf. He has no idea that the things that he's saying will not elicit the response that he wants. Because he must have been in that ring that he must have been in that ring for two seconds. And all of a sudden here we go. I'm the son of Dusty Rhodes. And I was like, that's it. He's fucking done. He doesn't fucking learn. That's the exact same bullshit that people got tired of in the old place. The company where you were supposedly over the first time around. They got sick of the same shit. He started fake crying and choking up, and it was a whole deal. And not because of his trials and tribulations as a performer, not because of where he just was and how that went down, and now he's back at this old place. No, he's sad, and he's choked up because his daddy beat the WWE champion at Madison Square Garden but never won the title, and his brother never won the title. So I want to be the one who wins the title here at WWE. 
That's the storyline they're going with. Not hey, bro, do you see who has the title? Stuff. I digress. Yeah. Wrong place, <laughs> wrong time, buddy. Yeah, this is the wrong era, buddy. Yeah. You're, this ain't you're, happening. You got here during the era of the head of the table, my friend. Yeah, if you would have been wrestling here during the Jack Swagger era of things, or, <laughs> or when Kali won the world. Oh, I forgot. He was here during that time period. Never mind. Oh. Never mind. Never mind. But yeah. Fair I enough. actually didn't have a problem with the match itself until the end. Cody and Seth were doing all right with me. I was enjoying the match. I'm like, yo, these two matches back to back. I don't know. And then we got to the end, and then he gave us the AEW Dynamite fucking finish, and I was done. And I said, no, I'm good. It's been forever since he's been. As a matter of fact, they mentioned it on the on the, on the show. I didn't even realize it. The last time Cody Rhodes was at a WrestleMania was 32, which was in that same building, AT&T Stadium in Dallas. But he was stardust when he left. And they had made that point, and I thought it was cool, but that was six years ago. And he comes in, and he's got the match going, and he executes the Cody Cutter, which I thought was hilarious, considering the company they're in, and they're allowing him to do RKOs. I digress. I was like, all right, I'll look past it. Maybe it's a mania moment. I hate that fucking move. He sells it so bad. He literally just flops backwards like a fish, (laughs) and then the guy behind him has to do all the work. I think my son said he looked like a Magikarp. (laughs) He's into Pokemon now, and everything's fucking Pokemon related. But he hits that. Cody then goes for the crossroads. I said, okay, this might be it right here. Boom, hits it. Doesn't even pin him. Picks him up, hits a second crossroads. Picks him up again. Has to hit him with the fucking Dusty Rhodes combo. Then hits a third crossroads, pins him. Dumb. Across the board, I didn't understand it. Up until this point, Seth Rollins hadn't won a match yet. He was on a losing streak. He couldn't beat AJ Styles. He he got beat by Styles with one move. Couldn't beat Kevin Owens. Got beat with one move. Cody Rhodes debuts at WrestleMania. Has to hit him with a cement truck to fucking beat him. So there you go. I was digging it, and then I went, ah, lost me at the end. So I was never digging it. This just back. felt nasty. I don't like it. It's not good. None so, of it's good. So and bad. honestly, at the end of the day, if I was Vince, I would be playing this guy to make him feel he's so welcome. And then Cody's sitting there like, I told him, I told him this is going to work. And he walks away with that, I told you so feeling. And then Vince is sitting there like, dude, I cannot wait for this guy to like, well, just remember, prove himself Remember wrong. what I told Xander during the AEW Revolution roundtable? I said, Cody, if, if Cody goes to WWE, he's going to be a hot thing for a few weeks. They'll be over it. And then he'll just be another guy on the roster. And yeah. I don't even think he's going to make it that far. No. Because his debut Raw already was crickets. Yep. So we'll see. Unless he does something out of the fucking ordinary that's ridiculously great at some point. Uh, it looks like he'll be fighting from behind the tide. So I didn't actually have a problem with this match. I just didn't like the ending. You said you didn't like the match at all. I didn't like any of didn't it. Didn't like I the just, match at all. And it was on there the longest. Look at this. 21 minutes, 46. <clears throat> yeah, I, and I appreciate it because I was able to use the bathroom. <laughs> I had things I could do. I could. T- I took a shit. It was great. <laughs> great match. Great fucking match. Phenomenal great match stuff. placement, too, by the way. Phenomenal stuff. Phenomenal Perfect stuff. timing. I had to take shit. <laughs> so our next match up here. Uh, if oh, you, if real you... quick, though. I will get. Let me Let me not just completely trash it. Uh, I, 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 I'm buying a Seth Rollins thing a little bit. If oh. there was anything from what I got so hyped into just shitting on Cody that I just didn't. Oh, welcome back to the big leagues, bitch. Uh, 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 Seth Rollins, I'm I'm watching you this year. 
Because oh. I, I, I kind of, I kind of was feeling what he did. I don't know if it was just the sheer annoyance with Cody that made me like, yeah, whoop his ass. But <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm gonna try. I'm, I'm gonna try to give him a little bit of break. I, last year, or was it last year? It feels like last year, but it was probably a little bit longer ago. I couldn't stand Roman Reigns, and now he's probably like one of my favorite guys on there the roster. So let me give. Let me give uh, Seth a good go here, and uh, let's see what he does this year. Well, uh, that was the big uh, – did you catch that one during the match? Welcome back to the big leagues, bitch, and he hit him in the back <laughs> of the fucking head. I was like, yeah, yeah, Whoa. I remember that. I was like, Jesus Christ, they're not letting this nigga like, – they're not letting anything go on this the whole way through. Nope. Uh, our next match is another match. Jesus Christ. Uh, I, I didn't, I didn't want to – I think I came into this with Cody colored eyes. I I did not want to like this match, and they gave me everything I wanted to not well, like this match. <laughs> I think I was. They although I was wrong with the botches, although maybe maybe not because there were a lot of no, subtle botches. They, they were sloppy. They, they were this sloppy. Everyone. But I was more referring to big botches. They didn't have over five big botches. Although I think I was spot on with the charisma. Okay. The, the 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 chemistry it just that's what i meant to say the chemistry just wasn't there nope it wasn't there it just didn't feel good it, it felt like you have two star two stars on different different pages and then on top of that they may be two stars but you have a superstar and then a star yeah and and that's that's a different level of imbalance and, and it shows <laughs> you know what i mean like oh this match and the this way that it good. ended oh this was not good Fucking gross. This Can you explain this ending to me, please? Because I don't understand. I I don't I don't, I don't know. <laughs> like this I, is the one that ended in a kick, right? Yeah. Yeah, essentially. It, so did they try to go for the opposite mania effect? Because if so, they fucking nailed it. <laughs> this entire thing, I didn't down to the promo package. I was just, I, I'm watching this shit beforehand, and I'm like, this shit feels so forced. They want you to feel like this is a big deal. And there's nothing about this that is a big deal. First and foremost, th- they're over, I think at this point, evaluating Rhonda's worth. Uh, she's not nearly as over as she was when they got her. Her being away for a year hurt them tremendously. Because all it did was give people another year to just back. Wrestling fans look back on Ronda Rousey's run as champion as a terrible time in wrestling. And when she disappeared for a year, all she did, all the WWE WWE did really was enforce that. They just enforced that theory that that she she's someone we could do without. So then what was the fucking point of that gigantic push? Then she comes back. She wins the Royal Rumble immediately. She's smiling all over the goddamn place. Nothing about this woman seems like the baddest woman on the planet. Nothing. There's no intimidation. There's nothing. There's no hype to it. There's well, again, nothing. that's the problem. They keep feeding this MMA shit. Dude, she hasn't been relevant in MMA since the knockout. And and what's funny is that she didn't end the she didn't end her MMA career in the most gracious of fucking ways in the first place. No, didn't it's she come not, back and lose again? Yeah, yeah, and she cried about it every single time. The MMA fans basically have disowned her at this point. Yeah, she's and not a big deal in the MMA. She's not anyway. a big deal in anything at all anymore. She had an opportunity to be a big deal here, but she overplayed her hand. She thought she would be just a legend for forever, and instead of just 
you know, instead of resting on her laurels and just doing, you know, what was necessary to be successful here, she decided I'm just going to do some other shit. Now, See, I get I think, it. She I think she family, just but... now I know her career was long already just elsewhere. And that's that's OK. But I think I think that break just kind of killed it. Oh, yeah. It's like all the there's ball. no development there. there. There was no development. And clearly there's it's no not like riding a bike. Yeah, there's no mystique like when we first got her and it was like, well, how would she transition? How will she how will she take to the pro wrestling game? And da, 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 da. there was none of that from the return because we've already seen it there's no mysticism there's no what if we as a matter of fact this isn't even the first time charlotte and ronda have wrestled each other and of the four horsewomen that ronda has wrestled her worst match is with charlotte she's never had a good match with charlotte so why they thought this one was going to be the one i have no fucking clue <clears throat> but it wasn't it everything that could go wrong in a match Went wrong in this match. Their submissions weren't being pulled in the way that they wanted to. Their timing was off with one another. They were off step. Charlotte's titty came out. There's just everything that can go wrong in a match went wrong in this match. They're way too good with these camera angles because I did not see that. I, I I didn't catch it on the I the the catch that I caught was her pulling her top up, but you know somebody caught that titty on the freeze frame and put that shit on the internet. It's a it's there now. Like whole titty or like ah, nipple, you know how that goes. The nip sleep deal. Ooh, yeah. Nothing from like the whole titty. <laughs> you know, if that's the best thing to come from that, I don't really have a whole lot to say about this fucking match in the first place. I didn't like it from word go, and it was one of the longest matches on the fucking of, of both nights. And I was like, this is this is ridiculous. Which is another issue that we had. We were waiting for New Day, and Sheamus and Holland all night. And then when Charlotte Flair and Ronda happened, I was like, there's no way they're going to buffer that between Stone Cold and, and Kevin. And then they didn't. So we're like, what the fuck? We were supposed to have another match here. I go to the Wikipedia, and the match was moved to night two. And I was like, oh, boy. We're having a timing issue on night one? That can't be fucking good. Or maybe they just wanted to give Steve and Kev more time. I don't fucking know. I don't know, but they really did them a disservice because their fucking match was like 10 seconds long. Yeah, we'll get to that a little bit yeah. later. But yeah, yep. but uh, the no holds barred match, uh, which, as far as I was concerned, wasn't supposed to be a match. That was the whole deal, right? We were gonna have a a segment. The KO show was gonna end WrestleMania. And to be honest with you, I didn't know how I felt about that. I don't know about WrestleMania ending on a segment. Uh, I was kind of mixed feelings. I said it on the round table. I, I'm not entirely sure if that's the way to go here. I know. From what we were hearing, it was hard to really nail down a match between these two and who's going to do what and how that's going to work and two massive egos working against each other. But they made it happen. Uh, not only did it not just remain a segment, it became a match. Or as you put it, was it you who texted me? Oh, this is going to be a match match. <laughs> uh, we, we taking bumps. I said, oh, okay. And I said that in my house. I said, this is not a match unless Steve bumps. And Lord and behold, I was like, "Oh damn, this is this is a thing." Yeah, but they look, man. These guys that I've been fucking hating for a while, really trying to fucking win me over. This guy, Kevin Owens, <laughs> got that new contract and was like, "All right, y'all pay me. Y'all pay me like real money." Yes. Okay. I'm gonna really try now. I'm gonna try now. I'm gonna try now. Not only am I gonna try, but I'm gonna work out. That motherfucker looks. Great. Yeah, he looks in shape. 
He looks great, dude. I remember when I saw him with the Stone Cold thing when he came out with the thing on his head. Uh, me and my boy was watching it, and I was like, dude, did he lose weight? They're like, nah, he probably just has like one of those. He's trying to look more like Steve, yeah. so he like uses like a corset thing. I think he, I said that on the show when we talked about it. Remember, I said, no, Spanks. that was you then who said it. I Somebody said, like, said Spanks or something. He has yeah, something, something like that. But then when but he nope. came out as himself, I'm like, Dude, look he at him. Like, like he, he looks great. He looks like in really good fighting shape right now. And he's bragging about it. Did you see uh uh when he said that he had a bad back? And he was mm-hmm. like, I hurt my he goes, I hurt my back in the gym. I was lifting some weights. And he paused. He goes, So many weights. <laughs> I was lifting <laughs> yeah, so many weights. I showed when he came out, I showed, I was like, damn, man, he looks great. He's yeah. losing so much weight. And she's funny, like, yeah. It's funny how seven like, yeah. figures can motivate a motherfucker to get So I showed her a picture, like an older picture of him. And she was like, wow. He lost a, He looks great. Yeah, he's like, yeah. He's and then when you went in there and they started going, man. And then they were going to, they're teasing like they're about to have a match. And then it happens. And then Soko starts moving. And you're like, oh, this is cute. <laughs> you know, like, Oh, this is this talking is about the, the mud hole stops, right? Just in general. Just okay. in general. Very yes, movements. <laughs> yes, but his movements in general are like, oh, he's super stiff. Poor guy. He's probably got dust coming out of each <laughs> each joint right now. I was like, oh, this is awesome. You see him moving all slow. You're like, you just want to oh, let's let's give him a you still got it chant, man. Let's cheer him on. This guy's awesome. And then momentum starts to build a little bit. And then now we're starting to get to the outside. And now we're moving, and then we're punching him back. And now he's flopping around. And then we get to the outside where we're, like, on the concrete. And then when they did that suplex, or when they're about to do that suplex, dude, I'm like, okay, they're going to reverse it. And, you know, this is going to be Stone Cold's bump performing a suplex on the outside. Because that still hurts both people. You know what I mean? So I'm like, all right, that's going to be his bump. And when he took that shit, not only did he take that bump, but I don't know if you noticed, he damn near took that bump on one of the cords. You know, that little rubber transition thing that hides the cords? Yeah. He landed on that. And I'm like, that's when I texted you, like, oh, oh, this is a match match. Yeah. Like, like, like we're actually, like, we're watching Stone Cold have a match in 2022. (laughs) Like, this isn't. This don't even feel like a gimmick no more. Like they're really out there, yeah. fucking going they're for it. They're swinging at each other. This is and a it fight, felt like when he took that bump. I feel like although his body is screaming at him, his inner wrestling spirit just fucking came out. Yeah, and I just feel like Stone Cold emerged after that bump. It's so funny that you mentioned the the movement at the beginning of the match. I felt like after the suplex. He just became Stone Cold Steve Austin. Exactly. Like, it awakened like, oh him. Oh, my God. I think he was worried about the bump. I, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I know for sure in his brain. He's like, I know I'm taking this bump. I'm nervous about it. And then when he took it and it hurt like a bitch, but knew he was okay, he just went straight into fucking Stone Cold yeah. again. And then it just felt like the bell just rung. Smaller bumps around the ring, the shot into the post. And yeah. he took the, what was it, the camera stand or whatever to the back. And I'm like, this thing is getting his ass kicked. What's going on? Like, it wasn't just <laughs> a beat me down. He actually yeah. had a legit match with him. And that shit was fucking awesome. The whole thing was just, I was the one talking shit on this match. Like, I don't want to see this. I, I hate nostalgia. This is dumb. They're just trying to get your guys' money, blah, blah, blah. 
bruh, this this was fucking great. This was great. It was really good. This was awesome. This was this was a, I, I say that Bianca and Becky was the best match, but this was the moment of the entire weekend. This was so even the second time when he came out later, they gave us a, a a moment for but in the other direction. We'll we'll get to that also, but uh, we're done here with night one. Stone Cold Steve Austin, Kevin Owens by pinfall. Kevin Owens gets his main event at WrestleMania. How about that against Stone Cold Steve Austin? Uh, real quickly, before we move on to night two, did you get a chance to see any of the Hall of Fame? No, I didn't watch okay. that. Okay. Really, the only reason why I'm bringing it up, uh, Taker's TED Talk, right? Taker did a TED Talk, <laughs> essentially, at fucking the Hall of Fame. And uh, last year, when we, was it last year? I want to say last. Yeah, it was last year. Last year we had two nights, and 2020's Hall of Fame class didn't get a ceremony because of obvious reasons. So for night one, they brought out the 2020 class, and then for night two, they brought out the 2021 class. They were able to split it up. It was nice. This year, they only have the one class, and it was <laughs> – and. Uh, so for night one, they introduce the Hall of Fame inductees or whatever, and then Taker comes out, full entrance, but he doesn't have the gear on or whatever. He's 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 committed to just being Mark now. So he's just he's just Mark now. And he waves at the people. So <clears throat> night one he comes out, does the whole deal. Night two, he does it again. <laughs> it's back to back waves. For a whole other audience. Hey guys. Good. Thank you. I'll I'll see you some other time or whatever. I bring it up for a reason. I'll bring it up at the end again. I just wanted to make sure we had that on record. And Taker did two back-to-back goodbyes. Uh, that bleeds us into Sunday. Hold on. Real quick before we move on. Okay. Um, I will say, I don't know how you feel about it, but because of this last thing I want to say, that because of this match and the fact, the sheer fact, that Stone Cold took a stunner, I'm okay with Kevin Owens using the stunner. Oh, because Steve, because I feel Steve. like it was a passing of the torch, and it's him giving him his blessing. Okay. Now, when I see Kevin use that move, to me, that's only my opinion. It seems valid now. It's okay for it's, me. It's okay. I'm it gonna... will not. It will no longer bother me when he uses that move. I, will, I can't speak for everybody else, but that's how I feel. You'll live with it. Okay. I'm good with it. I, good I think it. it's going to be a normal. That's your move now. Stone Cold <laughs> let you use it. Not only let you use it, but you used it on him. There you go. So you can't. You I go. can't bitch about that now. That's his move now. So <laughs> fuck it. Their opening match for night two here. So WrestleMania Sunday, as they call it. RK Bro defending the tag team championships, the Raw tag team champions against the Street Profits and Alpha Academy. Told the world this would be a sleeper match. It was uh, okay. It was an okay match, I thought. You're just not a fan of the people in the match. No, that's not true. I was actually looking forward to Alpha Academy's role in this. RK Bro, meh. Uh, I know, you're not big on them. I'm not big on Riddle. (laughs) I I understand. The Street Profits was my issue with this match. I actually wanted to see RK Bro in Alpha Academy at WrestleMania. I did want to see that match. I actually thought that would, I still think now that I've seen this triple threat, it still would have been the better match. And the fact that Street Profits were thrown in here, I thought maybe they were thrown in because they were going to win the tag titles. They didn't even win the tag titles. They played almost no role in this match. What was the point? Of I think they struggle in? with the Street Profits. Like, it feels like they want them and they like them. They don't know what to fucking do with them. Well, fair enough. 
That's what it feels like. Correct me if I'm wrong. I like, don't know if sneaking. They weren't even in. They weren't even present last WrestleMania. And then before that, yeah, well, the road right. to WrestleMania, they weren't present really either. Their first WrestleMania was the COVID one, which was what's that? Thirty six, two years ago. They weren't on last year's card, so I don't know if this match was. Well, we can't leave them off two years in a row. Yeah, but, but they don't even. Let's see where the street profits are after this WrestleMania because. The, leading up to WrestleMania, I didn't see them. Like I just didn't. Yeah, know. I said like, that on the on the round table. They haven't right, done anything in weeks. Disappearing, and I don't think it's because they want to. I just don't think they know what to do with them. They can't feud them that well with the fucking Usos because they're not dropping the belts. Yeah, they're just not right now. It's, they're too hot of an entity right now. To they're the too, dude. If I like them, that means they're doing well. Because I fucking hated those guys. And this is but, a great point when I tell people, this is what it takes to be a booker. I don't like Riddle at all. I don't like anything that Riddle does. I don't like anything that Riddle says. Nothing. But you have to be an idiot to not look at RK, bro, and go, this shit works. It's making money. They are, they they look like a group that would just print merch. And oh, people yeah. would just fucking love to buy it. It's very gimmicky and it fucking works. I'm gonna get you the snake shirt, the RK bro snake shirt. Oh, with the, dude, with the hat. I wear, I wear it everywhere. <laughs> I'll rock it to death. I wear the what? Uh, the best part of this match was Chad Gable's cup slap. <laughs> that was a very intense slap of Gabe Stevenson's cup. That was amazing. He shooshed, shoosh. He shooshed I- the cup. I think the best part was is he went before he he intervened underneath everyone's shoulders like he dipped underneath everyone's <laughs> he shoulders. He broke the circle so, to get because he's cup. so small. He like fit right in between everybody's shoulders and, and perfectly slapped the shit out of the cup. That cup fucking <clears> sold <throat> it. It was mania. The cup was like, "This is my moment." <laughs> Real quick, what are your feelings on this guy? Because I feel like they're gonna they have the expectations of like a Kurt Angle, but I don't think they're going to get it. I was so upset with him on night one when they introduced him and he came out to what appeared to be a grandma knitted sweater. And I was like, I don't like you. Like, Maybe that that's was his my style, first... dude. I, I, that, fair. That's who he is. Is who he is. I don't like him. <laughs> his, there's nothing. When he got in the ring night two and they did the beer bash or whatever, not beer, I, I don't want to break kayfabe with what's in the cup, but, you know, I like the fact that Randy was smelling it. He was like, mm, there's something, something good in here. What is, what, is, what is this haunting aroma I smell? Uh, they gave it to Gabe. You know, he executed a nice little belly-to-belly suplex on Chad. Listen, he's a collegiate wrestler who has shown a lot of promise athletically. He's gonna be he's gonna be one of those clean, smooth workers. But that personality level, is he a WWE superstar in that way? I don't know. I don't see it. I'll give him a benefit of the doubt. He hasn't really said or he hasn't done, really much, done so much. I'll, yeah. I'll I'll give him the benefit Physically, of the doubt. Physically, that's the first time I've seen him do anything was that suplex. And it was dope. It was a uh, dope looking suplex, but he looks strong, but he looks a little out of shape yeah, for me. But let's see if that's uh, uh we'll see. Yeah. The 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 voters are still out on that. We'll yeah. see. Well, the door may be closed on our next match because I said to the world at the round table, get ready for this Bobby Lashley and Omos singles match here. Six minutes, 35 oh, seconds. This almost Omos. I keep them saying Omos. So I, I think everyone fucks it up. Omos. But it's weird because I don't give a fuck. Ah, whatever. I don't I give was a impressed. Fuck. He started no? off so good. 
He, you know what? For the size, somewhere. he has to be one of the best big guys that I have ever seen. Like, not big, big as understatement. Like giants. He's one of the only giants, me personally, that I've seen that moves the way that he does. He actually moves very well considering how large he is. Yes. I'll give oh, you that's that. it? That's it with you? That's no, where I, it ends? I'm, 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 I'm going to give <laughs> yes. you that. But I have I have other issues with Omos. And the reason I have issues is because, as I just said, he started off so well. The match was going pretty good in the beginning. But be, that's because I really believe now, I think he was exposed at Mania. And I think that hurts them as far as pushing him as a giant moving forward. He was exposed. And what I mean by that is that apparently during his training thus far with WWE, all they've really been teaching him is how to be a monster physically. Mm-hmm. So when he gets on the offense and he's sledging and he's slapping and he's doing all this stuff, all that stuff looks believable. You can tell he's been working on it. It looks good. He's not hurting anybody. Right? He's working as a big guy. That's good. Mm-hmm. I can appreciate that. And Bobby, was, for the butt here. Bobby was bumping for him and doing all this stuff. I was into it. Bobby was great. Here's the butt. When the roles reversed, when it was time for Omos to do a little bumping and moving and grinding, he can't do shit. He is lost. He has no idea where he's supposed to be. He has no idea how he's supposed to maneuver. You said a second ago, he's athletic for a big guy. He can move. Yes, but he doesn't know how. He can physically do it. We were just talking about Dominic. Dominic can do the moves. There's nothing really else to that. He's the same way. He can fall down when necessary, but he doesn't know how to actually take a big man bump. He doesn't know how to fall down. He doesn't know how to sell. He doesn't know how to – none of that shit. He's got no psychology on the other side of things. Bobby made him look great. When it was time to return the favor, he made Bobby look like a piece of shit. He couldn't get off the ground for the suplex. That first spe- The spear he took to the back was not fucking intentional. Omos was supposed to be facing the other fucking way. He was lost. How do I know? They redid the spot over again when it was over. Bobby got up, waited for Omos to get to his feet, hit the ropes again. This time Omos was in the right spot, hit his straight spear. That's what they do when the spot fucks up. That's, let, me re- let me rephrase. That's what you do to rookies. When the spot fucks up. A veteran who fucks up a spot, they're not going to do it again. They're going to go to the next thing or they're going to recover or do something else. But So that the guy who's new, who's following a base in his head, doesn't get lost in the sequence of things, you redo the spot. So that they can go, okay, now I'm supposed to be here. I got that now. Now we move on to the next thing. He was completely lost for the second half of that match. So I don't know if there was an audible called and putting Bobby over. I don't know how that goes. You didn't see Raw. Uh, what happened on Raw is Bobby came out to talk about the matchup. Apparently, he's full babyface now. He didn't have MVP at WrestleMania, and he didn't have MVP on Raw. All of a sudden, MVP's in the ring talking to Bobby Lashley, and it turns out it was all a swerve. It's all a plan. MVP turns on Bobby Lashley. He will be now managing Omos. Now, being a mouthpiece for Omos is fantastic. If I could never Absolutely. hear this motherfucker say another word in his life, I'll be happy. But he needs he he still needs time. He wasn't yeah, ready for he, Okay, but he wasn't they should have just had him beat another another person's ass at WrestleMania. 
They, I, there was, I mean, if they were trying to find a way, for something for Bobby to do, I mean, I guess, but you can't tell me <clears throat> there wasn't a better situation to put either of these guys. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I don't know how to quite put my finger on it yet, but Bobby's Bobby's run here at, at the level that he's at right now is something different, and I can't tell if it's special or not yet. We will see. We'll just let it keep unfolding because we're living good. because we're living within it right now. But for he is at the high level, but his track record right now, the things that he's doing, the people that he's wrestling, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. Because although he may be a champion, he's a champion in my eyes. He's high level. There's something maybe, and maybe this is their way to kind of figure it out by removing and letting him kind of just run on his own right now to see what's going on. But I don't know if they respect them or not. Well, that, maybe moving MVP is a way for them to test that. Can he? Well, do it I just can? don't think they respect them, man. I honestly don't because they don't. They they do not protect Bobby Lashley. No, they don't at all. They don't. Like even as champion, they showed that they don't respect him That's at true. all. He was so, getting a lot of pinfalls while he was champion. That's entirely true. He was on his back a lot, and it made no. They just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Well, I like Bobby Lashley. I like what he's doing. I like Bobby Lashley too. But I would I like to see it. I'd like to see it as a whole. And if they don't give him another run at some point, which is going to be really hard coming up soon with this conversation we'll have. Um, but what they just did damn near crippled the entire championship situation. But <laughs> Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, We'll get there. We're almost there. Uh, our next matchup, if you want to even call it that, can I call it a match? I don't know. There was a pinfall, I guess. Um, <laughs> can, can we call it a match? What, what if the this fuck is, is this? I will honestly say, if this is the direction that Vince sees in his head when he says entertainment. Yeah, this is sports entertainment right here. It's now. going to be hard to create this all the time because it's off the back of something special. <laughs> um, if they can recreate, not this specifically, but like the feeling of entertainment. You know what I mean? Like, there wasn't a moment where I was like, ill, this is not wrestling. This is stupid. No. It was meant to be fun. Yeah. And it was fucking fun. Yeah. It was, dude, I popped harder in this match than I did, I think, at anything. And this whole fucking, yeah. aside from that Austin bump, that Austin bump, I got out of my chair. Like, I was standing <laughs> out. And I grabbed my phone. I was texting everybody I loved and everything. Like, I was just letting I, everybody know that it happened. I tried my best. I did. To have fun? No, 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 no. I tried my best on the round table to warn everyone. I felt like I was doing a sufficient job. I tried to tell people, turn off your wrestling brain for this match. It's not what this is going to be. I said it. We even made jokes, all of us. What kind of stunts will we see? I forgot who called the big hand. The hand came me. in the play. That was me. That was me. That was you? That was okay, me. Yeah. I'm taking credit for all oh, of that. Yeah. I said this is going to be a stunt show. It's it, and I didn't didn't I say on the round table I said any any anything goes any no disqualification any no holes barred match usually turns into a stunt show. Mm-hmm. Who better than the stunt to do man fucking stunt shows with than the stunt man him fucking self right? And I forgot whether it was you or Matt who was just like, "Yep, the whole jackass crew is going to come. It's going to be a whole thing." No, I think we all collectively said, like, yes. yeah, this would be a good opportunity 
Get everybody involved. Yes. Why not? We man gets in there. Party oh boy my showed God. up. When we man, the party, man of the night, dude. Party boy, I, party dude. boy. They ruined an opportunity. They should have played the music. We man took more bumps than Knoxville did. We man was something special that night. He, he, took, he took a haluva kick for real. So. Oh my god! He went up. He scooped them. Not only did he scoop them, but he held them. Andre Hogan. He held him, and not only did he hold him, but he grabbed right behind the neck, shoulders, tucked them. It slammed him, dude. I fucking lost my shit. I was like, dude, William Man's a god. Yeah, he's in there. He's, he's a made man. And then he took that. He took, remember when he took that stiff boot? Sammy just kicked a man disrespectful. <laughs> he just kicked that dude right in the face. I was like, dude, wow. If I told you, I would love to see. <clears throat> I would love to see Wee Man scoop Sammy Zane. Your brain would never envision what you saw. No. <laughs> Sammy also was, based really well, too, for that. I was like. He yeah. held perfectly. Thank God for our wee man's uh, beer belly. It, it set a good base. <laughs> yes. He does look particularly to. more plump than the last time I remember Bro, seeing his. The ass. hole, the two second hold is what got me. It was so, it looked like a professional scoop and slam. Yeah. So, I, I know they, I sound they, like Matt O.D. impressed about it, but that <laughs> shit was nuts. I wasn't expecting it. I think that's what it was. Uh, a lot of the stunts didn't go as crisp as they wanted. The leg machine mm -hmm. didn't really cooperate. The pyro to the butt was a little mistimed. The big mousetrap at the end didn't really want to cooperate. Knoxville got hit in the face. But you know what, though? That plays to Jackass, Yes, though. exactly. I was going to say, if you've ever seen an episode of Jackass, sometimes that shit happens like that. Yeah. And you know what? And that's why in every single one of those situations, um, fucking Johnny Knoxville knew exactly what to do. Yeah. <laughs> and he solved funny. every single one of those issues. Yes, he did. And, and it's so funny. I mean, like we were saying with the roundtable, we'll say it again here. Who better to have in this match than him? Who, it's so funny. Who better? It, 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 this, if you turn off your brain for just a second, this was fun to watch. This was fun to watch. It was and, awesome. But this is also coming from people, me and you, who spent countless hours with Jackass and that whole era of, of, of television shows, and even down to Robin Big, just watching all those old MTV shows. Like, I was always entertained. I still watch Ridiculousness. I like human beings doing stupid shit. I just do. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm en I enjoy it's, it's, if It's one of the beautiful parts of life. To watch other human beings fuck themselves up for your entertainment. Right. I'll enjoy it. And hey, I, man. I'm a wrestling guy. I love wrestling matches, especially when it comes to WrestleMania. I turned it off, and I had fun watching this. And that's my point when it comes to... If this... Not, not, the, not specifically what happened, but the moment can be recreated with other things... I'm okay with it. See, I, I think, I think this WrestleMania is probably gonna go down in history as one of the one of the better ones for the not obviously not the past, but like one of the more current better ones because of how well a lot of the gimmicks actually worked in this one specifically. Yep, I definitely see them trying this again, and. <sighs> high chance of it not working yep, to, 
soon as something goes right, they got to kill it. Well, I mean, if it's if it works. Again, this is what I think Vince sees in his brain when he says, "We're not wrestling; we're entertainment. We are a we we are a wrestling circus. We 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 have storylines. We have wrestling. We have novellas. We have kings and queens, and we have all these types of different stuff that isn't necessarily it's circled around the topic of wrestling, but it's much more than that. And this WrestleMania showed that." But I don't know how many people in the world could make you buy into it like a Johnny Knoxville. I just don't think there's anyone else out there. And you can't just keep having the same person on there all the time. Nope. So we'll see what happens. This is a very good WrestleMania, but also scary at the same time. Because I feel like it got the reaction he wanted. But it, it's going to be kind of tough to replicate, man. If Stone Cold was that nostalgia moment for everybody and it paid off, and I'm sure just like you said on the round table, when that screen went off, his theme song was in everybody's head. And just like I said on the round table, the Johnny Knoxville was night two of that. Yeah. And I'm sure everybody went and watched some old jackass. I did. Yeah. I did. Because it was, it it was phone, just, yeah. dude, it was great moments on both nights. Good luck yeah. replicating that. Yeah. And then it was followed up. <laughs> Fatal four-way match for the Women's Tag Team Championship. Do you remember anything from this match? Aside from the fact that apparently Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan must be fucking. Uh, be I just, I love. I don't the even think of, any of Listen, let me tell you something. I, I love the. I love the look on my wife's face when she sees Rhea Ripley. That's all I'm saying. Oh, oh. <laughs> all right. No, but Rhea, I I was actually blown away on how this finished. Oh. I, I went I wait, specifically who went, who went over I, or how it Yeah, went no, who I specifically said on the round table that there it makes zero sense that Sasha and Naomi <laughs> win at all. Like yeah. to me it just makes no sense. The people that look like they would win if they if they don't retain the titles, would be Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan. And boy, oh boy, did I not believe that even more when I saw them come out. They actually look like a dope tag team. Yeah. The, the the gimmicks, the way they 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 dress, the way they act, everything like that. You it just looks like they would be great together. Yeah, but I they were thrown that. together, and then immediately on Raw, they uh, apparently they're in the midst now of turning Rhea heel. They broke up Liv and Rhea. They were never. That's fine, either. but in the moment. They looked like the best. Uh, I would also like to say that there, I did state that there was no way Sasha comes out with Naomi because I think someone said it would be cool to see her do oh, that. Oh, the glow. Yeah, yeah you didn't no, want her no, to actually kill the entrance. No fucking way that was going to happen. Yeah, so I'm they, 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 did it they the separated they did. it. Yeah, thank mm-hmm. God for that. Yeah, I didn't see the need of them to drive a car five feet. Like, Naomi jumped in the car. They went five feet forward, and then she got out of the car and walked out. Okay, that, that that seemed like a bit too much, but all right. It is what well, it is. Well, I mean. You have the car, if, right? So fucking. If someone else does something cool, Sasha's got to do it, right? <laughs> oh! Hey! Shot fired. Bang, bang. Fatal four-way here for the tag team titles. You already stated Sasha Banks, Naomi. It was what it was. They actually also broke up Carmella and Queen Zelina the next night. So there goes your tag team division, basically. Sasha Banks and Naomi have won the tag titles, but who they defended against? Who knows? Because we don't have any women's tag teams. Uh, oh, boy. 
Oh boy. This match is going to be weirdly proving uh, a weird point to me. Edge and, and AJ Styles. You don't sound too happy. I'm actually uh, shocked. No, 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 I'm not. So here's my thing with it. Here's my thing with okay. it. Not only was it the longest match by a mile. Yes. Well, by <clears> only three minutes, but okay. Not with what I'm looking at. Oh, yes. you're talking. Are oh, you talking about night one? Which oh, l- 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 longest match of the of this, this night by a mile. Yeah, by but a mile, you also yeah. just made my point even more proven and more worse. At that, I, I know I'm saying more a lot with words that sound disgusting. Trust me, I know my sentences sound like shit right now. Yeah. But the Cody Rhodes Seth Rollins isn't. We that didn't need to be that long either. Yeah. <laughs> that did not need to be that long either. But. With all the gimmicks and the fun and the pyro and the all that stuff, this match was what you would call a pure wrestling old school match. Yeah. And it felt so dull. Yeah, because you me. just saw a fucking five foot mouse trap two seconds ago. This you is, think that this is, the pro- is this what is, killed yes, it for yes. a wrestling thing? Yes, yes. If anything, yes, yes, this yes, is yes, what yes, they yes. were waiting for. No, no. But see, that's the thing. Uh, okay, because wrestling fans want wrestling. If you and this were, was wrestling, let me explain to you. If you, this is the best way I could put this, and this is why having sit like this on the same card is a problem. I just said two seconds ago, I turned off my wrestling cap to enjoy Knoxville and Zayn. Yeah, but you got to turn it back on. It ain't that easy a transition, especially. Well, then that sounds like a you problem, buddy. I don't think it's just me. That's a problem. <laughs> also, their actions, Edge and AJ Styles. Their actual actions, the things that they were doing, and right from the entrance, it turned me off. It turned me off. I don't know if AJ was having a bad day. Something weird happened. He came I'm out gonna, busted open. I'm going to explain exactly what happened. So I, okay. I, don't, I don't know if he was having a bad day. I don't know if he was just lost in the moment. I don't know what it was. But Knoxville and Zane happened. It was a load of fun, but let's be honest. They set off grenades. They had mouse traps. They fucking did everything humanly possible to be a Heathcliff cartoon in the middle of this fucking show, right? So it, it doesn't help your situation. Styles, they had a package for Styles and Edge, and to be honest with you, that package sucked. It was all Edge, force-feeding this gimmick, there's no organic feel to this gimmick at all whatsoever. He just decided to be an ass. Like, you could be heel, you could turn heel, but with Edge being the sympathetic babyface for, I don't know, how many years now since his comeback? He's on year three now of a comeback. And he just decided on a whim. He was just teaming with his wife, like, yesterday. <laughs> and they were at the Royal True. Rumble being True. this sympathetic power couple and all this different stuff, and now he's... He wants to be the most hated guy in the business. This transition has not gone well. So before we get to WrestleMania, I, I did not like this transition. I like the gimmick, but it hasn't had time to breathe. It hasn't had time to do anything. There's no traction to it at all. I didn't like the fact that he was coming out with the light. It was fe- feeling very takerish. Again, before we got to Mania. So I'm already coming into this sour, but I said, you know what? It's Edge. It's Styles. It is a dream match for me. I have always wanted to see these two compete. I know it's going to be a wrestling match. I said it on the roundtable. This will be your wrestling match. I would have appreciated it more if it would have been separated a little farther away from the Knoxville thing. But it is what it is, right? This is the order they gave us. So Styles comes out. He's bleeding. Instantly. Almost like he, like we were talking in my house. Did he Goldberg himself? Did he get hyped on something and cut himself? Blah, blah, blah. 
And he comes out. He's already bleeding from the face. He does his entrance, and his body language is annoyed. He's like, fucking pissed. yes, he's fucking mad. He's pissed. He's frustrated. He does not look into what the fuck he's doing. And this is a lesson for young wrestlers out there. When you do that, you take me out of it. I'm out of it now because you're out of it. Right. He's not happy. He's in that moment. He wasn't AJ Styles. He was Allen. And he was mad. And I don't know why. And the commentators obviously did did not know why. And they're not going to acknowledge it anyway. You know, they'll, at best, they'll sell it. You know, look at the intensity on the face of AJ Styles, whatever. But he looked out of it. So then Edge comes out. And I thought the blue light was Taker-ish. Mm-hmm. Oh, hold my beer. Edge comes out. He's got the throne. He's got purple lights now with a purple and black outfit. I said, this nigga went full taker. Mm-hmm. Full, full undertaker, dark, ministry of darkness, the whole deal. The only thing he was missing was a cloak. And he I mean, would have been full ministry of darkness taker, which for the record, I'm not going to shit on because guess what? Edge was in that group. So I don't, you know, it's not that big of a deal. Right. But I, I just wasn't feeling that. I wasn't feeling I liked the song. I like I, I do dig that as a heel theme. He needed to change that. He freshened himself up. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's what you lose. Okay, but that's all I right. I come in expecting a certain level of edge, and when I I don't you could he could listen to me. He could have came up the same exact way to the original to the other theme, and I still would have loved it because I'm not focused on him. I just want to hear the song. Yeah, <laughs> like well, on big ass speakers. Like that's all. I want. That's, that's all I care why about. He changed it because people I know. were expecting the song, but. So, so far, I'm not feeling this. And then they have the match. And I, I'm, I'm sorry. The, the irritation between two, two, the two individuals, it, I felt it. The entire match, I felt it. And then yeah. there's the spot. My wife caught it. I actually missed it. I was doing something. I think I was eating chicken or something. And my wife said, did you see that? I said, no, what happened? And I you know, Peacock fucking sucks. I can't rewind it. But they did <laughs> do a replay at some point where they collided. AJ comes over. I think it was the 450 splash. He comes over. Edge puts the knees up, and they hit hard. So now Edge can't move his fucking leg, and Styles has to now sell his ribs for real. <laughs> and this match is off the fucking rails. They, they're they already irritated. They're pissed off. Now they can't move physically. Edge is wincing every five seconds. His leg is hurt bad. Because I don't know if Edge saw the knees coming. I don't. I don't know if that was called in. The, I don't know what happened. There was a collision. There. They're just off. Now I guess that this is the first time meeting, and maybe just maybe I'm being sour on this match because I had such high hopes. But I said at the round table, didn't I say this? I said let's be easy on the expectation, because we've been in this situation before. AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura. We said, oh, this is going to be the greatest match in WrestleMania history. It was not. Now we're here again. What a great run. Oh, uh, Edge and Randy Orton. Greatest match in history. It was not. Here, now here's the two of them competing against each other, and I found myself in the same spot. I was saying to myself, this is going to be the match of the night. It wasn't. And that was very depressing for me because I was like, I really, this is a dream match. You have dream matches for a reason. You dream about the opportunity to see these guys compete against each other, and you get it, and you get the, I got the vibe the whole match. Neither man wanted to be in this fucking ring right now. And that was kind of sad for me. 
I don't know if that was the intention. If they're hearing this new way, no, I didn't feel that way. I, you tell your face, because your face didn't didn't know that you didn't feel that way. Your right. face told me you weren't into it. I was off. <clears throat> I, the whole match felt off. There was we just criticized Charlotte and Ronda for the lack of chemistry that we felt right. that they had. No right. chemistry here. None. Yeah, now, but this I don't one didn't feel like that they wouldn't have had it. It just feels like. At least one of them felt like they just really did not want to fucking be there at all. And like I get this the of Styles. Yeah. That's why I, I mean, say I don't know if he had a bad day leading up to it. So I don't do you know. know what that situation was? Yeah, so what happened why was, he was bleeding? yeah, so I was gonna explain that. I forgot about that. Thank you. So the reason why he was bleeding, a fan caught it. it I saw this from a fan cam. It was actual video footage. So the entranceway is set up like a star. So where the wrestlers come out of, it's the bottom of a star. So it's like in a V shape, right? AJ comes through the curtain. He, he has his arms extended out like he normally does during his entrance. And he cut to the right too short. And he slammed his face into the bottom part of the stage. And the metal grate hit him on the face. And I don't mean he bumped into it. He clearly didn't even fucking see it because he slammed you know, his head like jolted it went doo, 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 bang you know when you walk into a pole you didn't see and your fucking head snaps to the side that's what happened which was probably why he was irritated because it probably rung his bell for real mm-hmm. imagine you're going into a match right now in front of seventy-seven thousand people and you got a fucking major headache now because you walked into the fucking entrance i can mm. get that being irritating believe me little things like that <clears throat> piss me off too there's no way that's what threw his I whole th- match off. that's what i'm thinking i'm thinking I don't think that was the direct reason, but I just got this vibe from him. Like, this was a bad day. It was, yeah, you know you know when you have that bad day and then stupid shit like that happens to you all the yeah. time? It's no. like he was annoyed all the way, and then that happened, and it just sent them to the level of just and, fuck everything. And, and fuck everything. Right. Yeah, that's the vibe that I got. And I think that fuck everything rubbed on the edge. Absolutely. Because I he think Edge it. found out he was in the ring with somebody who just didn't want to fucking be there. And it ruined his whole fucking moment and everything. And, and, and I think it ruined his man. excitement. And then when they took the bump and he hurt his knee, and then Edge all of a sudden now is just not with it. Now he's like, fuck it. Yeah, now he's like, fuck it. And it's just it was just discombobbled from moment one. Yeah, it's a shame. I said it. I think I posted on social media. When, as soon as he came out with the... With the blood, I said, he starts off the match bloody. You know this match is about to be fire. I was trying to convince myself what I, of what I wasn't seeing, of what I was seeing wasn't that big of a deal. When Edge gets in the ring, they're going to snap out of it. They're going to kill it. It never happened. They never snapped out of it. Whatever it was that was bothering them bothered them the whole time. And it's, it's sad because I think they could have been, they could have been the wrestling match of either night. This legitimately mm-hmm. was a dream match, so I feel bad. But, you know, it is what it is. So, it Edge, is what it is. Edge defeated AJ Styles. Uh, no interference, but Damian Priest was there. Even the finish was garbage. Damian Priest walked out there, and that was it. He just fucking stood there. And apparently that was enough to distract AJ Styles 100% from defeating his fucking opponent. And, uh, no, yeah. it makes sense, right? He was, it was part of the match. He was so tilted that when he saw Damian Priest, he's like, oh, you know, it's like, oh, what now? Yeah, what? It was <laughs> he was so fucking but he just, about everything else. Just the sheer anticipation of something else bad happening distracted him enough to 
to lose the match. It makes sense. Now it all makes sense. It's part of the, it was part of the match. Well, Sheamus and Ridge Holland finally get their moment in the sun when they go against the New Day here on night two. Like you said, one minute, 40 seconds. There ain't shit to talk about in this match except for one thing. Butch! That's all I'm here to talk about, ladies and gentlemen. Fucking Butch. I know you guys know him as Pete Dunn, but fuck that. He's Butch now, and he's the best. This little fucking whippersnapper right here, he's ready to bite a motherfucker's eyeball out of his fucking head. I love Butch. Let me at him, Spike. Let me at him, Spike. I'll give him Spike. Come on, Spike. I'll get him. Well, let me at him. I got something for him, Spike. I fucking love Butch. This motherfucker is ready to kill a motherfucker with his bare hands. I feel like if you let Butch go, he'll just drink the blood of his enemy straight out of their fucking head. This is great. Butch is the greatest thing on this fucking card, bro. I was like, this was great, fantastic. And he's little, so they just keep picking him up by the scruff of his neck like a puppy. It's like, hey, 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 take it easy, Butch. Don't let me out. I'm shameless. Come on, Ridge. Get out of the way. I got him. I <laughs> <laughs> fucking love Butch. I got him. <laughs> I'll take him. I'll give him what for. Oh, my God. <laughs> I fucking love Butch. He's the best. Uh, let Pete Dunn die. It's fine. I need Butch 24-7. This guy's going to be the best. Minute and 40 seconds. This is one of those matches that they, they could have saved for SmackDown or Raw. They didn't need to force feed this. Just let it let's let it live. It's going to be all right. We didn't need this match on there. They promised the people, so they gave it to They them. promised the people. They promised them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pat McAfee and Austin Theory delivered in some way. Nine minutes, 40 seconds. Your boy Pat came yeah. in, did his thing. All uh, of the celebrities kind of showed up to this one. So yeah. I'm, I'm happy with how this worked itself out. Not much really to talk about here. Pretty basic rudimentary matchup. Uh, if Pat has trained, but he's not a seasoned performer. Mm-mm, mm-mm. So they had to keep it minimum, keep it small, and they did. Until Pat McAfee got the big win. That was pretty cool. I don't like the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. but did they get That him? was confusing because yeah. he's this full and indie guy, and he's like all about Indianapolis. Yeah, so they, the fact that was that was a little weird, but yeah, wrestling fans don't watch wrestling fans don't watch sports. Yeah, they don't no. know. They don't connect those dots. It pissed me off because I'm a sports fan, but as a wrestling fan, I don't think anybody gave a shit. They just wanted to see boobs. That was uh, they're all right. Boobs. Uh, Pat boobs. McAfee gets the win on Austin Theory, and then he uh, overstays his welcome a little bit and starts to put the bad mouth on the boss. Ooh, now we knew we were gonna get here, right? We knew at did some we? point. Vince, I didn't. Oh well, I think mean, that was the talk of the town. Uh, McMahon, well, I don't listen to the town, the, so I guess that makes McMahon sense. The man would uh, find his way into a match of some kind at WrestleMania, and we'll, I'll get into that a little later as well. This is all part of it, but McMahon takes the shirt off. He's jacked to the gills, of course. Uh, this man has been on more juice than Tropicana can provide, but that he's he still looks sharp. He does. He looks great. He looks great. Uh, he's getting in there, and uh, I love the football deal. I'm gonna kick it. I'm gonna kick it. I'm gonna give you. You're not gonna tear your quad again, buddy. Just get rid of the football before you. Someone come get that grandpa. He's bugging again. Uh, so McMahon <laughs> found himself in a in a matchup with Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee now the first individual in WrestleMania history to both win and lose in the same fucking ten minute span. Nice. Uh, he's one for one WrestleMania history. <laughs> one night. McMahon finally gets a win at WrestleMania. He's never had a win at WrestleMania. But it was short-lived as the glass would break one last time. Boy, they got their fucking money's worth out of this guy, didn't they? Uh, Austin comes out again. Big beer bath. Gets rid of Austin Theory. And uh, attempts 
Oh my God! He 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 tried with all of his might, with all that he had as a human being. He tried to give Vince McMahon one last stunner for goodbye. And McMahon, to his credit, I know everyone's talking shit about Vince, but after all these years, it's nice that in the last moments, Vince finally found a counter to the Stone Cold Stunner. Just all fall. he has to do is play dead. That's it. It's just if I just crumble to my knees in death, he can't stutter me from a from a horizontal position. So, the kick was so devastating. Kick to the gut, wounded his organs and buckled like, his knees. Like, even Austin could not laugh. What if they, JBL said he folded like Chinese origami? He fell all the way to the goddamn ground, almost to the ground, until Vince literally neck picked him up. And then when he finally took the stunner, he went into a full sit position. <laughs> Uh, a, lot of people, to the a lot of people made the comparison. The very first stunner McMahon took was pretty bad. So it was nice that the last one he would take is the shits. <laughs> that was the worst. I, I felt bad for Steve. It was like, man, I hope that's not the last stunner we ever see at Mania. And then he gave a really good one to Pat McAfee right after. Pat Austin sold the theory with that huge bouncy bump, but the, but Pat McAfee's stunner cell was perfection. See, I think I think that stunner would have been sold a lot better if he didn't flop the second time. The first bounce was awesome. Yeah. Uh, awesome theory. When he went up, I was like, that's a sell. And then he fucking hit and did another like fish flop. I'm yeah. like, all right, get the fuck out the ring now. Yeah. Some people, See, Austin, I think Austin cut it short too. Cause I, cause I think Austin gave him a little push to get out. Yeah. I cut the bullshit off. Like, Just stop the floppy shit. The first, the, the, the bounce was epic. I was like, Oh shit. He said that be fly. And then he came down and just keeps bowing. I'm like, all right, dude, you're not made out of rubber. Just get out of the fucking ring now. <laughs> he was, trying to, OD, he was trying to do that rock sell where rock does He's the like, whole... yo, he said, yo, I'm, I'm selling it. <laughs> this is the only stunner at WrestleMania I will ever take. I am going to sell this for the week. I'm going to For the sell. rest of this week, I'm going to sell the stunner. So I'm, saying, I'm surprised this, he didn't get like bouncing. A, uh, The legend has it. He still <laughs> sells to this day. He's still selling right Austin Theory should have showed up on Raw with like some sort of chin guard or some sort of chin wear to sell the fact that his jaw is still suffering the effects. Look, dude, I'm living this moment forever. <laughs> forever until the end of time. Uh, great moment. I just love how everyone was like getting there like, yo, you could tell this is the last time this will ever happen because everyone's like, yo, stun me. Please, like, can you? I'll just literally just. I don't, I don't even care if it makes sense. Just tell me when. I'll come in the ring. I'll grab a beer. I don't even drink beer. I'm actually allergic, but I'll drink it, and then <laughs> you can just allergic. stun me. Yeah, Jesus. that's what I felt like. Everyone was catching stunners. Jesus Christ! That leads us to our main event for the Universal and WWE Championship Unification Bout: Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar. Now. Much like the AJ Styles situation, we have to actually take into consideration the criticisms of this match. Finish came out of nowhere, way too short, hyped up to the moon, they didn't deliver. Well, it's now coming out that Roman Reigns' injury from that match may be worse than we thought. Uh, A lot of people thought that the Kimura lock had dislocated the uh, shoulder, which, based on that bump, I mean, it could have been. But we're hearing now we, it may be more of a muscle tear than an actual dislocation. I actually think between the two, I would have preferred the dislocation, but it's whatever. If he's got the tear, it's That's all right. Listen, they can make that work. I they can t- slow walk him. I told, him. I forgot who it was online. I told, they said, well, maybe he'll take time off. If he oh. takes time off, he's still not losing the belt. 
They're not taking this belt off of fucking Roman Reigns. He is going to take time off. He's yeah. still he'll still be well, on the screen. Well, not entirely. Though. We just found out on SmackDown his next opponent is Shinsuke Nakamura, so he may not be. Yeah, he's taking his... time off. <laughs> Damn. No, oh. let's not pretend that. Let's stop it. Let's. Oh. I know it. I know. I know there isn't anybody in here trying to act like Nakamura is what they remember. Threat. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. It's like, bro, I need some night off. It's like, just give me Nakamura or something. I don't care. He's still going, folks. I only need one arm anyway. The Japanese continued is ready to, to fucking fold your ass up, boy. Come on, man. He's not the same person. Let's, <laughs> let's not sit here and pretend. All right. This match in particular, though, wasn't really much to write home about and I said in the round table I was concerned because this is the third time they've met each other at Wrestlemania is there any way they could possibly do something that they haven't already done and the answer was no they went paint by numbers big man big moves F5 this spear that Superman punch this that it's more of the same and then, well, it's just big personalities that's yeah, all Like the, big I thought the match was fine it was the, fine these the, the problem with people at that level of a Roman Reigns and a Brock Lesnar, unfortunately, the their sheer presence is what carries the match. Like if you break down the matches, they're really nothing crazy. You can literally call it spot by spot. That's just the way they've always worked. It's just the presence, the, the fact that you're witnessing these Goliaths in the ring yeah. is enough energy to make the match oh this was awesome but it was more like wasn't really what was happening it was just the people that were there that makes it so awesome this match to me is a symbol of something that could be a problem i said i would mention this at the end and we're gearing up toward the end here so i'm going to correlate this match to my problem these two individuals roman reigns brock lesnar you can easily say this these two men might be the top two guys in the company today as far as the current roster. Might? Yeah, I'm leaving room for error here, right? I'm not going to say anything absolute. Okay. But well, they are. They so are. I'll say that. Yeah, <laughs> they are the top two guys. Everybody below them, kind of an interchangeable part, it feels like. You can move these, Seth Rollins, Edge, Styles, you can move these guys into different pieces. You can pre-show them one pay-per-view, main event them the next. It just seems like there's not a whole lot of... Stability on I, that roster, i.e., McIntyre and uh, Bobby Lashley. Right. Are okay. Great yeah. examples. Great of examples of that. Last year they were in the WWE title match. Today they were doing Omos and Omos and, and Happy Corbin. Right. It's, Literally the greatest example. You yeah. Can right. Bring okay. <laughs> Here's where I see, or I noticed at the end of this show, a huge problem. One of the things that we left out here is that the opening of night two was Triple H retiring with his boots in the ring. Mm-hmm. Now, we all spoke about this, I think it was last week or two weeks ago before the roundtable. Uh, Triple H did the interview where he has to retire. He has a defibrillator in his heart now. His he has no issues. choice. He, he has no choice. Bomb. So I just want to remind everybody and put everything into perspective here what this WrestleMania did without maybe trying to do it on purpose. We waved goodbye to The Undertaker on two nights. Mm -hmm. The gimmick in his head, the gimmick is gone. Mm -hmm. He was Mark Calloway for three straight nights. Mm -hmm. We had an Austin match where mm -hmm. Austin was able to drink some beers with his brother and his family in the city of Dallas and wave goodbye. Mm -hmm. Triple H 
put his mm-hmm. boots in the ring and kissed his his kids and welcomed everyone to WrestleMania and teared up the ramp as he waved goodbye. Mm-hmm. Vince McMahon had his last match. We hope is his last match. Uh, where he finally gets a win. He's never won at WrestleMania before, despite all the matches that he's had. Mm-hmm. He waves goodbye. Whether we want to admit it or not, at some point, the older people have to stop. Life will stop them at some point. Yeah, tell that to fucking Ric Flair. I, I, life's been screaming at him for years. He keeps yeah. blowing He keeps blowing the go-home <laughs> sign there. But he... WrestleMania 38 had a lot of goodbye moments. Now, who knows if these people will stick to it because we've seen some of these guys do that goodbye moment before. But this one felt different to me. Yeah, these guys don't have a choice, dude. That's the part that I think why it felt different. Because they don't have a choice in the matter. Life has taken them to the next level. Whether they, They're doing it kicking and screaming. But they're not. this is not something they can do anymore. As many times as we've seen people choose their career over their family, I don't think Triple H is willing to kill himself to leave his family. Well, that's exactly what would happen. He would die. He doesn't have a choice. But but there are many people who let it be known that they'd rather die in the ring than anything else. I don't see Triple H as that guy. No, I don't either. I think that guy actually does care about his family. I always saw Taker as that guy. I'm surprised he's walking away be honest with you, I think he would have preferred to have died in the ring as the Undertaker. But my point, my larger point is this. If we're going to say goodbye to these guys, and we should, it was an amazing moment for me personally to have my sisters and my mom in the room for one last Steve Austin moment. Like That was nice, right? And, and that's what they did. They gave us a lot of these little, these little moments, these little goodbye situations. But my problem with the whole deal is not, let's say that this was the end. I doubt it. I'm sure one of these motherfuckers is going to be a referee or something down the line. But let's say that this was the end of that. And we're moving on to the next generation officially without any tie-ins to something else. Where on this roster is the next Taker or the next Austin or the next Triple H? And a follow-up question, if there's none... Can we ever get back to a point where we create stars of that caliber again? Because if they ain't on this roster now, it ain't going to be Gable Stevenson. It ain't going to be one of these yahoos on NXT 2. Point. Braun Breaker is not going to be the next Stone Cold Steve Austin. So, no, but, but they do have people that can be the next star. I don't really know if I want the next Stone Cold Steve Austin, but they do have the new stars, but I've been saying this for many fucking years, and it was the main reason why every time someone says someone's going to make an appearance, I fucking hate it every single time. You cannot have those with the main one still standing there. Yep. I'm sorry, you just can't. Yep. You can't. Well, they're out you of the cannot now. develop these guys to be the next guy with the guy still fucking standing there. I'm sorry, LeBron, I don't think would be LeBron if Jordan still played at the level where he was. I don't think that was. It's the fact it's when these people go yeah. and, you, and then the next top guy. You can't be the top guy if the other top guy is still the top guy. You're not a top guy. Is that also a reason you think they had Roman beat Lesnar clean? Is this now I the beginning of the end of using less? That's a whole other conversation. I think this ha- 
See, again, if we go back to the John Cena thing, I think they didn't have a choice because there was no one at that level with him. The level that he was at, there, I don't think there was, and correct me if I'm, I'm wrong because I didn't really watch that much. No, I you're not wrong. There was no one at that level. You yeah. could not have a Lesnar Cena match without Lesnar there. And you could probably say the same thing here, but we had Lesnar. And they are, so, this just proves that Roman's not going anywhere. Not only did they, not only are they saying Roman is our guy for good until he's done, but they just said he's our guy for everything. Because now, he has to lose to give up one of those belts. Yep. That's not going to happen. So now the McIntyre, the Bobby Lashley's, what now? Because they're not beating Roman. Not after you just had a match with Happy Corbin. I don't see them beating Roman immediately. Whoever they're going to, because the whole point of putting Roman over this strong is to eventually have him beat yeah, by someone. The, they have to start that. building that now. But there's a problem with that. A, you can't just build that. You got to beat that. Like, I, I, I know that sounds dumb. Obviously, they need the push and blah, 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 blah. I don't see who that person is. And maybe we didn't see Roman at that level either. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the answer. But the problem is we have both belts on one person that is unbeatable. The gimmick doesn't support a loss. The moment Roman loses, the gimmick is over. This gimmick does not survive a loss, even to the point where even Brock Lesnar cannot beat him or it ruins everything. And if Lesnar can't do it, I don't see anyone at that level that'll be able to do it. Mm -hmm. Aside from a taker. Or Triple H, and they're gone. And they're gone, yeah. So, I don't even see Cena doing it. I don't even think Cena ever reached that level. do it now. (laughs) If if Cena and Roman were both at their peaks, like right uh, at this moment or at a moment, I feel like the Roman gimmick, he would be over more because he would be the heel and he'd be really good at it. And I I don't think babyface Cena beats heel Roman. I just don't. I don't. I think Roman pulls more money. <sighs> he just has a team around him. There's more than just his face. It, the gimmick reaches farther than just within himself. You know, you see the Usos in the ring and you think the bloodline. Not because everything they're wearing says bloodline. But it's just a part. They are an extension of the gimmick. That's why to the point when I said, if they drop the belts, there's a chance that Roman loses. Mm. If they retain, I don't think that he he is guaranteed win. Because there is no way that gimmick survives with Roman taking a loss and not having a belt. While his two people who are supposed to be respecting him and kissing his feet have titles. It just doesn't work. Mm. Question marks, question marks, leaving from WrestleMania. Roman Reigns leaves the ultimate wrestler. Who can stop Zeus in his path to destruction of the WWE? Can it be Shinsuke Nakamura? Oh, Jesus Christ. Can it be? We will see. Look, WrestleMania 38 was a good time. 
It was a good time. I let's let's be honest. Was it better than we thought it was going to be? As a oh, whole, I think better. it was way better. Way than it was be. better. I think the concerns were because there were so many gimmicky things that it was going to feel awkward and not fun and forced when ironically enough the wrestling matches turned out yeah. kind of dry and everything else was fun yeah so we'll see let's see what happens so that's our show for wrestlemania the the the, the longest wrestlemania in history boy let me tell you timing issues all night jesus both nights had timing issues so, longest WrestleMania ever. I'm going to go take my son to class, so I'm going to let you guys go. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for sharing. And, of course, this is the most important part of all. Thank you guys for enjoying episode 226. WWE WrestleMania. We close the door. This is my daddy's 200th episode. If you look to soap, boys, mints, t-shirts, mugs, tank tops, beats to house, phone cases, go to H-A-O-U-N.com. This is my daddy's 200th episode. This still keeps him busy, and he's not playing with me, so stop listening. But, but he's actually wearing me, so I won't fight.